The Angsty Christian Podcast is a mature show that deep dives into the problematic aspects of the modern church. Some content might not be suitable for all listeners. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. So grab your dice so that we can roll for initiative on who's going to introduce the, today's episode. God, we're such fucking nerds. Yeah, we are. I know. Uh, I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the. Ooh, there's. Finally got the Shrek dice. I love Shrek. Me too. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Oh, okay, let me move my other screen. Okay, let's roll right here. On the count of three. Yeah. Ready? One, two, three. All right. Jake starts Ooh, us off, and then yeah. me, and then Bonnie. Alrighty then. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Angsty Christian Podcast for the brand new premiere of season fucking two! I'm Jake. I'm your... I, I'm just sad. I, we still haven't come up with a title. After an entire season of doing this bullshit, I... Do not have... You had two months, Jake. I I did have two months, and that entire time, uh, I was just... uh, Sad lad. I was was a sad lad. I was a sad lad. That's your title, sad lad. But maybe I've evolved past Mm. sad lad and more towards uh, something else. Who knows what my final form will be. Mm. But you're not here to hear about my title. You're here to hear about my fucking fun fact. Uh, My fun fact, this week... Is that I was laid off by the same job twice. That's it. No further contacts. I was just like, I've been laid off, not fired, not quit, laid off by the same job twice. I don't want to go into further further context about that because, uh, mm. you know, uh, you know, you don't want to burn any bridges. So you got laid off but not laid on. I wish I was laid on. God, mm. that'd be hot. Mm. <laughs> All right, those of you who are listening. Um, Jake is down bad. Yeah. I, what's new? Yeah, not much. <laughs> All right. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, this is Daniel, your deconstruction daddy. And fun fact about me. Um, oh, there's so much that happened over the holidays, y'all. So much. But we'll save all that. So my fun fact about me, I am officially bisexual because I got a pair of docks and I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> and I have the blister on the back of my foot to prove it. Hell yeah. Bad yeah. scars. Well, you also have the docks to prove it too. Yes. But the blister came from the day that we went to downtown Disney and we had a walk all over the place for a while. And we're not going to get into the story of why, but we did. And, you know, they dug into the back of my heels that entire day. It, it was rough. It was a fun day, but we got cupcakes. Yeah. We did get cupcakes. We did get cupcakes. Well, those are good cupcakes. Yeah. Hmm. Although, I will say that uh, if you're going to anywhere around the Disney premises and you're not wearing good running shoes slash the fucking white Nikes that your dad always wears, yeah, you should uh, <laughs> you should uh, know how to step up your game. Rip Bonnie. Yeah. No, I'm going to suffer. You're going to suffer? I'm going to suffer, but okay. I'm always suffering emotionally, so. Yeah. Well, can we get, like, running shoes from, like, Target? I, I considered it. It would be worth for the day. And I, I have, I have considered it. I just, they're so boring. 
If you sign up for our Patreon, we will be able to afford body shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, help us buy body shoes. And if you have any connections for anyone who needs ads done by three idiots, um, well, let us know because I'll also get money some running shoes. <laughs> Woo! Because by the time that we release this episode, I think the day of, we'll be at Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. We're going to Disneyland, folks, and we're going to fuck some shit up, except not really because... Which is a good callback to one of our old episodes. Yeah. You know why? Why? Because Disney is ran by the gays! Yes. And we're the gays! We're, we're going to the Disney. Gays and the vase. And the... Uh, I don't know. You were on a roll. <laughs> I didn't have another A's at the end of that, so, you know. Anyway, sorry. Here you go, Bonnie. Uh, yeah, hi. <laughs> I'm Bonnie, your deconstruction baddie. And a fun fact about me is that, kind of, kind of going in theme with Jake's, with the twos. This year was the second time my family, my extended family brought gifts for everyone else <laughs> except for me. Yes, this is the second time that that has happened at the family Christmas party. Oh, oh God. No. That's a really fun fact. Yikes. How does that happen? I, I genuinely don't understand. Like, was it two years in a row? No, it was not. Okay. That's a little bit more understandable, I guess, but not like, you know, like if it was two years in a row, I'd be like, bro, what the fuck? But if it's like spaced out, it's like, okay, for no, most things I could get, it's but yeah. like, if I had two nickels for every time my family forgot to get me a present, I'd have two nickels, but it's still kind of funny that I <laughs> have two nickels. Yeah. yeah. Yes. My God. Yeah, no. Where was your two facts, Daniel? Oh, my We all two have facts? two facts for, we have the two... I, well, we're saving that for the Kenneth story. Oh, okay. Oh. You know, yeah. I'll just put it this way. It's my two... Well, technically that's three, because I blocked three people on well, Instagram. Well, not two facts, but like yeah, something yeah, with yeah, a two yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, 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 Something with a two in it. Um, fun fact... Fun two fact about me. Shit. Um, it's not fun. Uh-oh. <laughs> no! No, it was three times. Oh. It was three times. No, it was three oh. times. Never mind. No, no, no. Um, dude, fuck, I honestly don't know, I'd have to think about that. Alright, so, my two fun fact then, is that I have been emotionally dated by two different women. Same idea, if I had two nickels every time a girl emotionally dated me, I'd have two nickels. Which isn't a lot, but it's so weird that it happened twice. Yes. And, and by the second one, I did have boundaries... And, like, was putting them in place. And there's a whole longer story of that. That one was much less. But, like, years and years later, was able to reconcile, work shit out. Friends with them. Nothing romantic. And Good. never will be. Uh, but, you know. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, you know. Emotional exes are brutal. They kind of suck. It's a thing. Like, people don't realize, like, emotionally dating is a thing. Yeah. When you're invested in someone so much, it's like, yeah, you dated them. Yeah, well, it's not even that. It's like, it's when you are doing everything that you do in a romantic relationship, but there's none of the, like, there's no title on it, and it's mm -hmm. not the dating. Like, you're not dating, and it's like, oh, we're just two, we're just a couple of besties, you know, or, and then, like, but there's, like, the emotional intimacy of a dating romantic relationship, Yeah, and the, uh... 
it, but it, so it's everything that you do with dating just without the physical like yeah whatever the without physical the benefits is. it's yeah, like without the, the reverse benefits. of friends with yeah, the yeah. Benefits. it's friends yeah. with no benefits but emotional benefits that ends up hurting a lot yeah but it's not even emotional ben- well it depends if you're on the receiving end or the giving end i mean it kind of sucked for all like both parties each time yeah in different ways you know like after talking with them you know like like oh yeah like that kind of fucking sucked but you know it it's part of emotional growth emotional maturity you know and like, yeah, exactly. just shit happens there, there is one other name for it, and uh, it's called just straight simping. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I remember I had a youth kid once. Like, I didn't even know what simping meant at the time, or it was just it was just new. We're driving up to Big Bear, and I was driving a van full of youth kids, and of course I got all of the angsty kids. Um, so. Uh, First episode, same kids that threw the coup at the church. It was these kids. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Great kids. Um, and this girl wasn't even simping for. Like, we, we stopped in an In-N-Out, and I ended up running into a friend of mine. And we're like, I'm like, oh my god, hey, what's going on? She's like, oh my god, hey. I'm like, we gave each other a hug, like, hey, let's catch up soon, whatever. And one of the kids, as he's walking in behind me, goes, simp. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Hell yeah. I later called him a simp, and he was like, damn straight. I was like, all right, bro. Like, you're, yep. you're, I mean, there's nothing kidding. wrong with being a simp, right? Uh, uh, so you got simp and you got incel. Now, if, if you were in a relationship, you can simp. You know, like, okay. whatever. That, like, that's that. In the confines of that, like, it's fine. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I feel like if you're in a relationship, you immediately disqualify yourself from being a simp, though. Yes, but some people still refer to it as simping, you know? I understand that, but that's more of a play on words rather than... Yes. But, like, simping and incel is two sides of the same coin. It is, on on one side, you got the incel, so the involuntary celibate, who's like, oh, I, uh, no girl is, it's always men, um, no woman is ever going to sleep with me, and, because, uh, they just don't like nice guys. Mm. And so I'm going to hate women and all that other shit, right? It was really cringy, typically neckbeard, typically fedora. Then you got the simp... Or simpleton or whatever, which is like the I'm going to be nice to a girl, hoping that I'm going to get a benefit in return, which is normally sex, mm-hmm. not always. I don't know. See, that was my definition of a nice guy. Simp and nice guy are kind of the same thing. Yeah, our slash our slash nice guys are definitely like the like I I shouldn't say our slash nice guys. Like I'm calling out the entire like it's the entire subreddit, right? But it's also like you know. The guys that go, oh, I'm a nice guy, you know, like. Yeah. But nice guy can also be an incel. That's a thing. Oh, so yeah. a yeah. nice guy, it can, a, a nice guy I think is like the umbrella term. Okay. Yeah. And it's an older term than incel and simp. The so way I see if it. we're if we're looking at like a Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. Nice yeah. guy's in the middle. Yes. Okay. Kind of where they overlap. Is yeah. kind of, that's okay. kind of what I imagine. So like, yeah. same, same, but different. Simping, it's, both both of them are like, in my eyes, types of manipulation. Yeah. Like, if you're being nice to someone in hopes that they do something for you, that's manipulation. No, definitely. And, and then the incel is a different kind of manipulation in the playing the victim because it's trying to manipulate girls who are going to take pity on you to have sex with you. Yeah. Oh, look how pathetic you are. I'm a put out. <laughs> yeah. Said no girl or guy ever. Exactly. Yeah, that's not Unless true. Unless that's, that's your kink. Actually. Yeah, if that's cool. your kink, yeah. 
hit me up. I'm down bad. <laughs> Jake, there are plenty of other options. It is a we are recording on a Friday night. I know. We could literally wrap this up right now. Go to a <laughs> bar in downtown Fullerton and find someone else who's down bad. True. True. Oh, I remember my original fun fact was going to be. Oh. It was going to be that I met uh, that I met <laughs> demon. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah. Story well, for another time. You can save that for next time. That yeah, yeah. Story for another time. He was a cool guy. Cool guy. Yeah, that yeah. didn't have anything to do with twos, though. So no, it didn't. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, one of the story. Yeah. Anyways, well, should we go into our uh, main 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 segment? Uh well, I mean, before we go into our main segment, oh. we just wanted to give a quick fucking shout out. Oh yes, yes. To yes. all one of our patrons. <laughs> We have two. What are you talking about? We had, we did have two. Yeah, we still have two. Oh, we still have two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Okay. What are we talking about, bro? No. no. All right. All two of our patreons. Shout outs. We love you both, uh, platonically or uh, not so platonically. Uh, either way. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we got a we got our Patreon. We love you guys. Jake is uh, stalling because we're trying to find the names, and I just wanted to yeah. make sure we have them. <laughs> Oh yeah. So shout out to Leza B. <laughs> That's yeah. so great. So so Les great. was one of our very first um, fans of the podcast. Oh yeah. That we didn't know. True. If I think no, I think she was the first. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, Les is for sure coming on and share share her story soon. Um, so excited. At some point this year. Yeah. Super cool. And the other one is the Brandalorian, um, who's I mean it's Brandon. Shout out to Brandon. What's up, Brandon? Yeah. And then uh, for our podcast reviews. Uh, so this is a Apple podcast yes, review? Yes, it is a podcast. From I'm a, er, Bro- Brooke Bagel. There you go. Brooke Bagel. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has real and great conversations, Hold wonderful on. space to listen to, I'm learn, sorry. and grow, <laughs> while also laughing at all the witty humor. Great to do your daily walks with. Oh, That's very that nice. sweet. That was very nice. I don't oh, know yeah. what podcast she's listening to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the slow burn. Just kidding. But uh, seriously, though, thank you all. Um, thank you, Brooke, for the review on Apple. And thank you to our wonderful patrons. Um, we have a Patreon, if you didn't know. Oh, the yeah. link is in the show notes and also on our Instagram. And all of our social medias, I think, should have a link. Um, that will lead you to our Patreon. Um, but feel free, sign up. We got some cool stuff. When we get to, let's say, 50 followers, um, we got some bonus content on its way. We're working on some merch currently. Hell yeah. Um, we do have a Let's Grab Coffee sticker um, that is for patrons currently. We are um, working things out to try to get a good shirt. So we did make an Amen Gabe Men shirt. Um, and so if that is something that you all would like for a for, uh, Patreon-exclusive shirt for a higher tier... DM us, and we would love to get that up. Gabe did get the first shirt, though. Yes. So we did give Gabe the first shirt because I mean it's 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 the Almighty Gabe. I mean he deserved it. Yes. Absolutely. Um, we are all followers of Gabeanity. Yeah. Um, but also like leave us a review on Apple. Um, give us five stars, two stars, however many stars you want to give us on Apple and Spotify. All that helps with the algorithm. Um, getting this podcast out to people who may benefit from it or those who won't, um, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. 
It'll help get Bonnie some running shoes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, we are actually a five-star podcast on Apple uh, Podcasts and on Spotify. <laughs> Yes, so, we uh, what we need for you to do is actually to not only rate it yourself, the five stars that we oh so deserve, but also uh, share it with your, uh, share with your uh, friends that definitely will not like our podcast so, so that we can actually a... get some variations in there. Yeah. I'm tired of being a perfect podcast, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it's too much it. pressure. Please send this podcast, <laughs> send this podcast to your pastor. Like this specific podcast, your pastor or former pastor oh, yeah. will love this episode. Exactly. Hell yeah. Or send them the one with like uh, Dirty Rotten Church because it's our most listened to, obviously. It's true. It's yeah. yeah. The, or, D- the DRCK episode's really good. Or the first episode. Oh, the first episode they would like. Um, the one with Lauren. Oh, uh, would man. be funny. Send them our Christmas episode. Our Christmas episode. Um, I worked really hard on that. So I, yeah. I, yeah. Um, Actually, if you haven't listened to the Christmas episode, you should listen to it again. <laughs> 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 I, yeah, I was, I was pretty proud of some of the stuff like that. That pra- that not the prayer, the poem, the twist, yes. the twist, the angst before Christmas. I had fun writing that one. We worked very hard on that. Yeah, or mostly Daniel, but yeah. I think I added one line. Your dad did too, and then Gabe didn't say it right. It's okay, Gabe. We love you. Um, it was supposed to be, and when it says the clock struck 12, it was supposed to say my cock struck 12. <laughs> it was spelled like that. Yeah, it was spelled like that. Your dad did say to say, your, your dad gave that suggestion. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, no, it, yeah. Also, if you guys um, follow, um, well, you don't follow Jake's dad, but if you did, you would see have seen when they went to Disneyland one day, just every single thing that they did, his dad was posting pictures of them, and it was the cutest thing ever. That my dad awesome. has made five separate fucking posts <laughs> of him and his goofy hat and us just vibing at Disneyland. Aww. Dad, I love you so much. It was awesome. Yes. <laughs> he is, he's our dad. Our dad. Our dad. Communism moment. <laughs> yes, yes, communism moment. Oh, yeah. speaking of communism, let's get into our uh, main segment, shall we? Oh yeah! <laughs> Transition sound. Do it all, do. Oh, say can you see? Everyone's fucking an dumb, idiot boy. but me! Wait, did you just quote, was it Psycho Stick from the dumb song? Oh yeah, I think so. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh god, I just showed my roommate that song for the first time the other day. Yeah. I fucking love that I've song. I've never heard that. Oh, it's... We're gonna pause real quick, and you're gonna listen to this part, because it's pretty great. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're 30 seconds in, and we're, we're already pausing. Yeah, 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 hold on, hold on. Oh, say can you see, everyone is dumb but me, I'm never ever wrong, and that's all you'll ever be. Oh, they're gonna hold it out there for a while. Uh, nah, I don't have it in me. Yeah. Oh. It's because I'm dumb. Yeah. (laughs) It's also because your posture is like... You can't True. see, but he's slouched. And he's dumb. Because uh, <laughs> you're dumb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> People with posture too are straight. For me. <laughs> you're sitting up straight because yeah. you're dumb. <laughs> you're sitting up straight. What are you? Straight? <laughs> yeah. Anybody who sits in a chair correctly is heterosexual, and that's just a fact. That's true. That's true. Anyway, hey. Um, we're talking about Christian nationalism in case it wasn't obvious enough by our fucking... <laughs> 
Holy shit. I mean, that is the kind of thing. That should have been our, our national anthem, you know, of how America kind of treats every other nation and everything is... Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, this is the warning now. Uh, If you are not in the mood for politics, holy shit, this will not be the episode for you. We will definitely be mentioning misogyny, sexism, toxic masculinity, racism, um, Trump, uh, (laughs) homophobia, uh... There's a whole slew. Yeah. I mean, we, it, we it, already it, have it, that content warning at the yeah. beginning of the yeah. episode, it, but we wanted to make absolutely sure yeah. that, like, there's a lot of politics today. Yeah, if there's an ism at the end of it, we're probably going to talk about it. <laughs> True. Anyway, so now that you've been warned, um, welcome to the fucked up and wacky world of Christian nationalism and why the fuck... Uh, all Christians just thinks America is so fucking great. Or whatever country they're a part of. We're not excluding other yeah. countries here. But America is just the worst at it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Americans. Except I'm not. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, it's honestly in many ways like a North America phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. it, is, it is definitely, yeah, definitely North America. Oh, I like mean, United States. Yes, I mean, I mean Manifest I mean, Destiny, you know? Yeah. yeah. But also Canada, yes. like Canada too. The only continent, mm-hmm. Mexico. I don't. No, Mexico's they, they the do. only con- country. They, they don't have they don't have the nationalism, but Christianity has yeah. fucked up Mexico so. Oh much. no, definitely. Yeah. But Christian nationalism is not yeah. the same. Like it's yeah, more not, of a. It's not um, like a. Mm, but it is really so in in parts of Mexico. I remember where I was reading this from. I oh, I think it was a um, interview with a drug lord. Um, mm. Some I forgot. I I forgot what it was. I if I remember it, <coughs> I'll put it in the show notes or something. But um, for in in Mexico, or, or this might be in different parts of Latin America. Don't quote me on this, but I know that the, it's in somewhere in South America. Um, there are certain countries where the whiter you are, the more white passing you are the more privilege and the more wealth you're going to have oh yeah yeah no well colorism is huge yes that's and that and that's just that's a result of national i mean that's more of a result of um colonization i think than christian nationalism fair fair but colonization is also a are like the evangelical anglo-protestant Uh, yeah. Christian nationalism that we see in the United States would be different than like the yes. Spanish Catholic. Yes, there's definitely like the white supremacy. Oh, the white yeah, supremacy. Yeah, white supremacy, yeah. and the, and it, like the colonization started as a almost nationalism, like enforcing like colonization no, kind of definitely. is a form. You're right. Yeah, like if I break it down, but yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it is different. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, what are we starting off with, Daniel? Well, I mean, it's a month late by the time this comes out, you know, or almost a month late. But we we took a break, y'all. We were tired and busy and, like, we had shit going down. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it at the end of this episode. Yeah. Know? And I mean, more than that, I think you needed a break from us. Yeah, yeah. We wanted um, to, to mm-hmm. let you guys have some time yeah. to just not have yeah. to listen to our 
obnoxious fucking voices. Yeah, we just we just needed some time. We just needed a break, you know. Honestly, Bonnie and Daniel just needed a break from me. So <laughs> that's what it was. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. That is not true. I missed the fuck. I fucking hung out with you on Christmas Day <laughs> and Christmas Eve. Yeah. So shut up. <laughs> fucking bitch. Oh. Um, <laughs> well. But it'll be a month, uh, a year and a month. So it'll be a, a year and a month by the time this comes out. We had a thing happen. And America, I, I don't know if you heard about it. It was like all over the fucking news. But uh, yeah, so basically I'm going to just surface over it before we get into further details. There was, you know, the normal democratic process of, you know, finding the, like, counting all the votes from certain states and confirming them for the, from the Electoral College, and then finally, finally going from either one president to the other or continuing the current president's term. So, by the factual results of the election, uh, we were going to get rid of Donald Trump and instead, put in Joe Biden. Uh, this coming like Joe Biden on, on the next term. So However, maybe. on the day they were counting the votes, January sixth of two thousand twenty-one. I'm mm. sure you're all aware of this specific scenario, but holy shit, there were a bunch of Trump supporters that did not li- did not uh, consider. Uh, the fact, the fact that Joe Biden had more votes, legitimate. And so they uh, basically uh, went to Washington, D.C., a bunch of fucking Trump supporters all in one place, and then they were going to march down to the Capitol to protest, and that protest very quickly turned into an insurrection. An insurrection upon the Capitol, which... They were currently, like, going through the democratic process of picking up the new president, which this insurrection actually interrupted uh, the democratic process of choosing a new president. To the point where the government officials in that building had to be evacuated to an emergency holding site until the problem was dealt with. And guess what? They fucking lost because eventually they came back the same fucking day and finished doing their goddamn job. Yeah. You know what's crazy about that day? What? I actually had a former youth kid who was there. Wait, Holy what? shit. Like dead ass. I had a former youth kid who was there. <clears throat> like, the as a rioter. So, let me let me give a little... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up in time. So, this church... <laughs> so, at this church... Um, I was interning officially, like this was my year of official intern, and I think I was working at this time. Yes, I was working. Uh, yeah, I had just gotten hired at the job, or at the church as well. I wasn't youth pastor, but I was doing other. Anyways, um, on the night of the election, um, not me not even realizing it was the election. I honestly thought Hillary was going to win, um, as I think most Americans did. In 2016, yeah, um, and uh, but that, but like in the youth group, I was I had was hearing story after story of kids who were just going through a lot of re- like hardship. Mm. Nothing, not much having to do with politics at the time. 
Um, because at the time, none of them, I don't think it was, it was a, it was a church in a more wealthy area, but some of them I think were, it was a, it was a more conservative church. It was a Nazarene church. So it was definitely much more conservative. Um, so like the amount of people who were more Hillary supporters, um, and could vote were pretty much us leaders. Um, the, the rest of them were Trump support or the kids were, you know, their parents might've been more Trump supporters. Anyways. So this night I decided, um, ironically, to do a night of lament. So a very creative night to kind of walk the kids through lament. And then um, the day of the election comes, and I go to the youth pastor's like, yo, did not think that this was election night, but we still should do this. He's like, yeah, I know, we're still going to do this. So we gave him a little thing like, hey, has nothing to do with politics whatsoever. We just were sensing all this stuff. Anyways, from the start, I knew that this kid was very conservative. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was in the group at that time. Um, I think she had just graduated the year before. However, and I still follow her because, you know, she's a former youth kid and I'm curious at this point of my life. Um, but since then I saw her and even, even during the, uh, election season, um, I would see her go to Trump rallies. I would see her post about Trump and it was a lot of, I mean, what we're talking about Christian nationalism of he's God's appointed. He's you know, the one who's going to make America great again. He's going to, you know, get all the drugs out of your blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at her, I'm like, girl, you're brown. What is you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. Like, I'm brown too, and this is not fucking... What are you doing? Yeah. Um, but her her father, I think, is a former cop or something like that. And he's very much, like, machismo. Um, very and, and so very, very much, like, conservative as well. Um, so they, like... I, I would see them post frequently about this stuff. So then when the um, election was happening, uh, the 2020 election was happening, she started posting um, more stuff about freedom and like patriot, like I'm a patriot and all this other stuff. And when Biden got elected, she's like, it was live. It got stolen and blah, blah, blah. blah. It's like, what? It was rigged. Yeah, it was, it was rigged. rigged and all that stuff. And so when she went to D.C., she flew out because for her... She was legitimately believing that she was doing the right thing. She legitimately thought that the election election was rigged, that, ironically, the communists um, had, uh, or Russia, had hacked the system or whoever did whatever and hacked the system in Biden's favor to be able to get this person who would bring the destruction of America, which Biden hasn't done anything. Destruction of America... Hopefully not. Knock on wood. <laughs> no. But either way, it was going to happen, quite frankly. One was just going to be faster, in my opinion. I think both parties suck ass. Um, but, uh, so she went, and she was posting about it the whole time. So on one screen, I was watching, like, I remember when this thing was happening. Like, everyone at my at my work, were, we all had our laptops open, trying to work, but literally couldn't that day. We just were watching this, like, what the fuck is, and, like, texting each other, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, even, like, everyone in my house, like, me and my friends had a group chat. We're like, are you seeing this shit? Like, it was a, it was a huge... I mean, it was for, scary. Yeah. It was terrifying. Yeah, it was absolutely terrifying. Like, we were scared, like, being in Orange County, being in a very high Trump, like, place. Like, uh, some of us, we're like, we're not leaving the house today. Or, like, and I think the next day, uh, me and a couple friends were actually going to be going to L.A. to do a, um, like, a uh, celebration rally for Biden. Hmm. Um, because they were planning something in LA. We're like, no, we're staying the fuck away from there. 
because like there were talks of people going to the capital in LA, people even going to <clears throat> um, different places in Orange County. Like there's because we're I mean it's a Trump it's Trump nation here, right? Especially uh, Huntington Beach area. Yeah, Orange County. Yeah, fuck. And so we paused all our plans. We kind of stayed inside, like you know, living with people who are LGBTQ. They're like, I'm not going out. Like this is dangerous. Because people were also saying they were going to do stuff, you know, like kill or slaughter, or whatever, right? Um, and then I go on Facebook, and or I think it was even yeah, she posted on on Facebook, and she was like, "Everything's okay here at the rally. We're all safe. The media is lying about it. Um, no one's storming the Capitol. The police are very friendly." And blah, blah, blah. And then on my other screen, I'm like, I literally see people who are attacking a policeman. Starting a fire and running inside. What do you mean? Which, for this people is who say p- police lives matter and have yes. blue lives matter flags, yep. they were so quick to try and murder yep. police officers when they weren't protecting yep. their interests. And one of the main I, ones was black, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. No, that video. Yep. Where he, the, the police officer. Inside. Yeah, where they were inside and the police officer actually led them in the wrong direction. Yep. To at least buy the people that were in yep. the, the, I don't know what they call it. The, the rotunda or whatever. Yeah. Basically, everyone Not in that room, more time. Yeah. yeah. Because, for whatever reason, uh, pers- like, staff was also very short that day for security. Yeah. Which was also very baffling when... I mean, inside job very much possibly i mean it's the capitol police yeah i know they're very right. i think they're very much if i remember correctly reading about that they're very much so like more conservative yeah well and even like they were the rioters were attacking police but comparing the way police responded in this mm-hmm. attack versus the black lives matter protests in may yeah. and june yeah night and day so i actually have the post up here she was actually pretty close to the front, as you guys can see. I'm not going to post anything because, like, sure, her safety still matters regardless of all the stuff, whatever you believe. Like, yeah, I wouldn't read anything no. underneath either. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it, it's just, like, reading this, she, the, I can't say cognitive dissonance because that implies that she thinks that what she's doing is wrong on a subconscious level. Yeah. And for a lot of people who were there from what we've seen in court cases and stuff and, like, even just things on online, like, they firmly believe that what they're doing is true. And so she's saying the vast majority of them were peaceful. The vast majority support law enforcement. The vast majority traveled the country in support of the president, who wasn't the president at this time anymore. Mm-hmm. Um and then, uh, actually, on the day he would have still technically been the president, he was just to oh, because right. he wasn't sending yes, in yes, the yes. National Guard when he should have. Yes, um, and even saying that those who who responded in de- in in destruction this afternoon at the Capitol building embarrass us all, and should be dealt and should be dealt with with a harsh legal re- repercussion. So she was distancing herself from all of them, which was a lot of people. I don't know if I, I granted I don't know how many people who were there, you know. And she's saying this is an actual peaceful protest, which I'm like, there's literally videos of the Black Lives Matter protests that you're looking at of police inciting stuff or of other people who, like conservative people who are inciting Like I literally, down the street from where I currently live, my friend was right outside of one where a Trump supporter ran their car through a a peaceful protest of Black Lives Matter supporters. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and they were being peaceful. They weren't blocking anything. They weren't, like, destroying... They weren't doing anything except just saying, you know, like, whatever the chants were for their specific group. Yeah. Like, no justice, no peace, whatever. Like, so, like, the the narrative that the GOP was trying to write, and I'll just say the GOP, is trying to say that we are right, we are good, we are okay, and nothing that we did is wrong. It's just, it's just a form of gaslighting, right? Like, yeah. And, and granted, for them, in their their brains, what they did was right. Exactly. It's a, it's honestly a cult mindset. It is. It right. is. And the irony is, you know, just a little bit ago, we talked about 4chan, right? Right. And, like, I've been saying this from the... When I first heard um, QAnon, hmm. I, I literally was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck is QAnon? Why is QAnon on the fucking, on the fucking news? And for those who don't know... QAnon is what they call people on 4chan. Um, so on 4chan, you don't normally have an account, so you're called anon, anonymous. And Q, that's our political one, right? Yeah, I think there was a. It was like a question and answers board on political, and like Q was like one of the. Yeah. It, it was weird. Yeah. So, but essentially, QAnon is a huge reference of 4chan. Yeah. And what I know about 4chan. They're fucking trolls. Mm. Well, the guy who started the QAnon conspiracy yeah. has come forward and said it was a troll, right? Yeah, like every fucking QAnon, everything on 4chan is a massive troll. However, there are, and they're all incels. I and mean, then, but the the thing that's interesting is that it evolved beyond that. Exactly. And then, and then there's, there's an entire documentary on, or documentary series on HBO, uh, calling, it's, it's called, uh, Q into into the storm or oh, uh, down the rabbit hole or something I mean, like that. that. Yeah, it is fascinating because uh, there was a change in writing style, which means that someone else basically took over that account and started yep. writing their own narrative. Yep. There is um, it got banned from 4chan and was only allowed on a different site that was oh 8chan, like it was 8chan or something like that that eventually changed into something else or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, and then the Q drops, quote-unquote, kept getting more, like, more and more, like, it was bizarre, like, yeah. all the things that just kept, all the coincidences, quote-unquote, that kept piling up and up and up and up to ramp up Q's uh, credibility yeah. and how much this anonymous person knew about the quote-unquote deep state yeah yeah and the irony is that they're blaming the satanists on everything that was happening in dc of like yeah the satanists are taking our infants and they're they're or they're taking all the feet aborted fetuses and they're eating the blood and they're staying young forever the clinton foundation i'm like the satanists ain't doing shit y'all yeah. they're literally over here just like trolling you because you're a fucking idiot and they're like no nah, we believe in equal rights for everyone we believe in freedom of religion however when you get in the way of other freedoms and you are infringing on people's life liberty and pursuit of happiness then we're gonna get involved and like that's not cool right yeah it's so, like the whole baphomet statue so like satanists aren't doing shit like I, I i know plenty of satanists none of them have ever eaten an infant 
nor care to, nor know of anyone who has. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're kind of hard to get a hold of. Not that I would know or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, never, never don't, yeah, no, no, nothing about that. But anyways, like, the whole, the whole thing when I was reading her posts was just like, it, it was a vast, a vastly different reality. And, like, after that, like, I, I looked at social media and was seeing things that people that I really cared about were posting, especially during that. Like, there are different social medias that exist out there. There is, like, there, I would say there's probably two. There is the one geared towards the conservative QAnon people. Then there is the one made for the left liberals. Right. And... Primarily, this is Facebook. Instagram, obviously, you can curate it a bit more than Facebook, but Facebook will put up ads of whatever, right? Yeah. Instagram's starting to do that a little bit more. Obviously, TikTok does that, too. TikTok, uh, I would argue, is better at radicalizing. Y- yes. I I mean, I'm on a very specific part of TikTok where there's, like, 400 views on a video, and it's really weird and funny. So, I... like, I, I, yeah... I've read about people, like, someone did a social experiment on TikTok with a new account. They solely interacted with um, transphobic content. And with two hours of just interacting with transphobic content, they got to white supremacist TikTok. It just took two hours. Wow, okay. Of just just being transphobic, which so many people are. And that's all it takes to, like, quickly get someone to a place that will radicalize them to white supremacy. Fascinating. Yeah, no, TikTok, yeah, that doesn't surprise me because TikTok's algorithm gets really... Really like, specific. Yeah, it gets really specific really fast. T- TikTok has an amazing algorithm, but it just polarizes people, unfortunately. But that And that's the world we live in. Yeah. We live in a very polarized world, a very ego-driven, mm-hmm. right? Like, everything with all of this, like, if you ever try to talk, like, I, I've, I, I had a... And I, I try to I try to allow myself to or not allow myself I try to listen to multiple perspectives when I can, but like especially during the election season, the amount of messages I was getting from <clears throat> um, more conservative people, especially as I started to deconstruct, be and also decolonize and start seeing things the way that I see them now, um, like I started getting DMs unsolicited DMs from people from my old church or from someone from Ukraine. Right, who was sending me shit from like fucking Prager University, and all this other stuff, and like whenever they're like, oh, I just want to have a conversation, I just want to, I just want to talk, and then I would give them my perspective, and they would immediately attack me. And I'm like, you're no, you're not trying to have a conversation, you're trying to get an emotional response out of me, which is a form of manipulation. It is one of the signs of narcissism of getting someone to respond. To I don't know the exact word yet. Starting grad school, hopefully soon. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'll learn more. But, like, it, it's getting an emotional response out of some while acting rational, but manipulating the conversation so that when they act irrationally, you can accuse them of being crazy. Actually, that's gaslighting. <laughs> it's yeah. really just, a lot of it is gaslighting. I try not to throw that word around because it's thrown around a lot, but gaslighting is a serious thing. That does happen. It's like most of my conversation with these people was just turning into this. And I was like, this is just exhausting yeah and like and so like and granted also talking to people who are radicalized on the other side can obviously also be the same thing mm-hmm. i haven't yeah. experienced that as much personally i've ex- there i would say there's a lot less 
that I've talked to who are more on the liberal side. Um, who, or extreme liberal. That, yeah. yeah. Like alt-lefts. I, I have met one. There was one guy I met, and the first time we met, he made me take a political um, alignment test to make awesome. sure we aligned as radically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, in same youth group, I had another youth kid who wanted us all to take that political alignment te- yeah. test for no reason, but just to laugh because he was a Marxist or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Actually... You know who you are. Actually, I do have a specific example of having to deal with the far left. It was uh, okay. people that were... Um, it was on a Discord server, which is already fun. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, on this specific Discord server, there were... Um, I, I was a mod of this server... Um, and there were a couple of guys there that really, like, wanted, really, really, really wanted to talk about politics on this server that was very specifically designed to not be political because politics were just too exhausting and too exclusionary and too, you know, it's just too divisive and... People are there for escapism, and they want to have fun, so they join this this Discord in order to do that. So, but these two wanted really, really, really fought for a uh, politics channel, uh, and when we eventually asked them, was like, okay, why are you so passionate about this? Why don't you create your own politics channel and talk about politics over there instead of doing it here on a place where we specifically do not give two shits about politics. Uh, and the reasoning that they brought up is because, oh, because we really, really, really don't want to affiliate with Nazis and we're trying to figure out who's a Nazi here. Like, what? That's like, I mean, that's just a different... Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, okay. okay. Well, one, is anyone here posting anything anti-Semitic or anything that eludes them to be a Nazi? And everyone... And then they both went, no. And I was like, okay. Then we're going to go with the benefit of the doubt that they're not a Nazi because they're not <laughs> posting that shit. If someone's a Nazi, they pretty much tell you within the first, like, few, like, like I've met some white supremacists. Yeah, yeah. No. Or former white supremacists. And they're pretty quick to tell you, yeah, I used to be a Nazi. Yeah. Not anymore, but I used to well, be. Well, the whole right? thing about white supremacy is that you're proud. Yes. The Proud Boys. Be, yeah. Exactly. You're, pr- you're proud to be this thing. So I'm like... So when I brought that up, I'm like, why, like, why the fuck are we going to go, like, yeah. I hate to use this term because it's thrown around by the, by the other guys so much, but why would we go witch hunting? Yeah. We don't, like, unless someone posts something either homophobic, racist, or anti-Semitic, or anything along those lines, why would we ever want to try to search them down and hunt, like, and hunt them out, get them out of here? Because right now, we're just having a safe place for everyone to have a fun time. And maybe, just maybe, if we just have a safe and neutral place, people will learn community first. And maybe not think too polar, like, come to any polarized positions. But of course, like, these two kept persisting and persisting and eventually they got banned. Right. That's like the whole bridging the, the divide in America. It's not about forgiving people who are against your human rights. Yeah. It's about yep. coexisting in yeah. communities. Well, even yeah, I posted it today on our on our Instagram because like I've been seeing and and I and this this is related because it was being posted all the time. Like I've been seeing different pastors. This one was another former youth kid from the same church, but she's mm-hmm. she's good. 
And so I think she is coming from a place of, you know, kindness and mm-hmm. genuine worry and wanting people to get along or whatever. But, like, I, I'm seeing people post about, like, oh, we need, this is a time for unity, not a time for division. And we need a blah, blah, blah. And it's normally been in conversations surrounding deconstruction people, like those of us who are fighting the system mm-hmm. and who are trying to act, or like, cause, like, good change, right? And, like, No. No, we're not. There's not going to be unity. Like, there's not. No. Because, like, unity requires there to be true repentance Mm -hmm. and reconciliation. Right. And, like, a lot of us who have been deconstructing and decolonizing and, like, looking at what we've been taught for so long and seeing how much fucked up shit there is in our American culture and other cultures, I'm sure, as well, but at least here in America... Like, how much fucked up shit there is because of white evangelicalism. We've repented. Because repentance means to turn 180, right? It literally means to turn around and go the opposite direction from where you're going. Mm -hmm. And so we see that we, for so long, have been on this road heading towards, like, this white supremacist, this masculine, this sexist, this homophobic, this whatever-ist or ick um, religion or future... And we said, whoa, that's fucked up. That that does not align with my morals. That's fucked up. Right. And I don't know if I believe that. And so we make a 180 turn, and then when we turn around, we see that there are so many roads that we've missed. Hmm. And so some go down the road to progressive Christianity. Some go down the road to a mysticism. Some go to a different um, part of Christianity, like Assemblies of God, which is a lot more, uh, 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 not conservative, progressive. Or, or you go down to atheism or agnosticism or Satanism or Buddhism or whatever, right? And, 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 and so we've done the work and we are doing the work. And like when we do shit that's bad, we apo- normally apologize. I can't speak for everyone. Right. Yeah, I know at least like the three of us and like the people well, that I mean, we know. I've never done anything wrong ever, oh, so right. I, don't, right. I don't need to apologize. But if yeah. I did, I'm I, never I ever wrong. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think my apologies are just sewn onto all of my sleeves at this point. I'm just yeah. sorry for everything that I've ever done. Yeah, like if I if I wrong someone, like it may take me a little bit to work through my ego, but like I'll recognize that, right? A lot of us have done this work or are doing this work or will be doing this work. However, on the other side, it's there is none of that. So when people come up to their pastors and say, Hey, I'm hurt because of this. Hey, I don't know if I believe this. Or they begin to question and they begin to maybe be more vocal about that. And the pastor then takes them out to coffee and says, oh, you just need to pray about it more. Or, oh, you're wrong. Why don't you read the Bible? Or, oh, no, you actually what I said, no, nah, that's not what I meant. What I meant was this. Well, that's still toxic. No, no, you just you just really need to, you just really need to trust in God. Or you, you just really need to uh, figure out what you believe. Like, that's the shit that's happening. Now... There are some clergy, there are some pastors, some leadership, some Christians who are great. Mm. Uh, more even on the conservative side who are really great and really gracious and like genuinely do care. Yeah. So props to them. But for the most of them, there can be no unity because there's no repentance on their side. There's no apology. There is no change. Mm-hmm. Like repentance means change. You need to change or else there is no repentance. But they're like, we need peace. Yeah, but shalom peace wasn't an individual concept. It was, if you're not in peace, I'm not in peace. So I'm going to help you be at peace. 
What can I do to change my lifestyle? What can I give up? What can I do to make sure that you are okay? Well, and even like in order for there to be like reconciliation and any type of repair to the damage, like we need to identify where that hurt started in the first place. Yeah. And like this major divide that we see in the U.S. today goes all the way back to the Civil War and the fact that reconstruction never happened. Yeah. Yeah, Like that's where the divide stems from. And then that just, then there was World War One and World War Two, and in those times, like there's always some unity during wartime. Yeah. But in every other period of American history, that divide has always been present. Yeah, but even then, even during wartime, there wasn't unity, right? Like there were still the modernists, and then you had the fundamentalists. Right, but it, yeah. it wasn't to the extreme that we see, like yes, during the Cold War. I guess. I mean, yeah, that was yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it it, Not, it like, grew. The world it grew. Wars were the ones where yeah. they were the. It, yeah, it was. We need to be at unity because, and that, that's the whole thing, right? So, yeah. like, it all starts with this idea that there has to be an enemy because if there's an enemy, mm-hmm. we can unite. So right now, who's our enemy? Well, right now it's become Biden or the Clinton administration. Like the like the religious right is making the Clinton Foundation, the deep state, whatever the fuck they're saying, which is inherently anti-Semitic. Yes. Like, all these, like, these, they're, they're making this, like, imaginary, mythical thing that they have to fight. Mm-hmm. Which is literally what evangelical start, evangelicalism started with. Yeah. And, but, granted, their enemy was a real one. It was communism. Mm-hmm. And it's ironic how I think communism, um, or fascism even, like, Nazis and stuff, is like, you know, the left's, the left is worried about Nazis yeah. And the right is worried about communism. They're both types of socialism. Yeah. At the most unhealthy stage. Right. right? Communism being right. the most liberal, fascism being the most conservative. But like the whole the whole thing has always been like we need we need to fear communism because communism is the greatest threat to American society. Because if communism enters here, we're gonna be weak. Because look how weak the Nazis are. Look how weak North Korea is or China. Or Russia. Mm-hmm. It's always constantly been looking at... Like, evangelicalism literally started as a way of... If we allow modernism to succeed, we are going to be weak. Mm-hmm. If we allow this psychologist who's telling us that with our children, we need to nurture them. Well, that's going to create weak children. Mm-hmm. They're going to become gay. <laughs> I'm not even making this shit up. They're going to become gay. The family system's going to fall down. Women are going to start working, God forbid. They're not going to fuck us. What? That's literally all their fucking shit. Like, as a... So I've been reading, if you haven't read it yet, Jesus and John Wayne by Kristen Dumez. I am like 100 pages in. I'm at the Reagan era. (laughs) And everything from here has been... Who can we put into power that fits this masculine Jesus? Mm-hmm. They literally created a masculine militant Jesus to be able to worship. Because if a militant Jesus exists, then he will defeat all of our enemies. And because Jesus was the most manly person, so all men have to be like Jesus. However, none of them actually are. It's funny how the like the biggest man of peace was militarized well i mean i i've never read left behind 
Have either of you read Left Behind? No. I read... Yeah, I don't <laughs> I've read the first book of Left Behind Kids. It is okay. a young adult's version of the oh, no. fucked up reality of the Left Behind series. Um, with all the same uh, characters, all the same people. Yup. Book club? Oh, no. I don't no. want to start this <laughs> no. book club. No. Um, uh, I, I'll just let me trauma. let me find this real quick um, because uh, they actually talk about um, in the last chapter that I just read um, they talked about uh, the creation of um, the book yeah. by who the fuck wrote it I forgot their names I don't Tim know, Lehay yeah Tim and Beth Lehay Grant oh. fun fact it was co-written by a woman <gasps> oh my goodness it's the Lehay the yeah. Lehays so. Give me a moment. I might cut this part out as I'm looking for this. Okay, so everything in LaHaye, so everything he did, this is a quote. Um, LaHaye strove to arouse Christian sense of embattlement. He warned of the liberal humanist media corrupting the nation, evident in the pornographic indoctrination now masquerading as TV entertainment in anti-moral programs like Three's Company, Dallas, and Saturday Night Live, but also in television and print news. Most poignantly, he blamed American news stations for the biased coverages of the Vietnam War, which the evangelicals wanted, uh, for constantly, quote-unquote, twisting news reports to make America appear the aggressor, causing a generation to become disillusioned with their own country. Oh, my God. Um, And I can't really find the exact page of where it's at, but he does talk about, or she writes about, oh, here it is. Cool. I'm going to read this. Uh, one paragraph. It's a little long. Um, but this pretty much sums up the image that they have of Jesus. And it still does, right? Because mm-hmm. we all had a view of this white Jesus. Tim LaHaye, best known today as a co-author of the Left Behind books, a fictional series based on the rapture. Uh, fun fact, the rapture is a real fuck it. Um, a premillennialist, uh, we'll talk about that another time. A premillennialist end time scenario in which believers are taken up into heaven before an apocalyptic series of events unfolds the earth. LaHaye's novels are rife with paragons of rugged masculinity and redemptive violence. The hero is a man by the name of Rayford Steele. Wow, what a masculine name. Rayford Steele? This part, this part really got me. Husband to a faithful wife, uh, to faithful wife Irene, whose work for Richard DeVos's Amway testifies to her charitable character. I don't fucking know what that means. Cool. Uh, but Rayford's libido <laughs> draws him to a drop-dead gorgeous flight attendant. When his wife is raptured, he and the flight attendant are not. Oh, God. Oh, Um, shit. Yeah, so the series ends in a violent bloodbath ushered in by Christ himself. The conquering Christ brings peace through the sword, slaying tens of thousands of opposition soldiers who fall dead, splayed and filleted, blood bursting from skins and veins. These are quotes. Skins and veins, entrails uh, gushing to the ground. In acts of unprecedented violence, Christ's enemies get what they had coming. LaHaye's Left Behind books have sold more than 65 million copies. One survey estimates that one in five Americans has read at least one of the books. Um, And then they go on through talking about the rapture that actually happened in LaHaye's life and what happened, which just fucking toxic masculinity, fragile ego. You know, that brought up... So I was just talking to my mom today about how she has extreme rapture trauma. Yeah. And I was saying, like, oh, well, since you went through that, like, that didn't really get spread to me at all. And as I was talking to her, I remembered, like, a time I had a panic attack because I thought the rapture was happening when I was home alone. 
But hearing that quote reminded me of all the times I was told when I was younger that when I died, there would be like a war. I would have to go to yeah. war. God, that's fucking crazy. And how much that scared me as a kid. What the fuck? And I was like, I don't, I'm going to have to fight like in yeah. a war, like in Narnia. I don't want to have to yeah. go through that. Yeah. And like the funny thing is, is Narnia's war has nothing to do with the Jesus figure. The Jesus figure isn't even there. It's a fake Jesus figure. I love Me too. I love it. And then Aslan comes at the end. It's like, but, what the right. fuck are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. And even that Narnia has its own like afterlife. Like that has nothing to do. That's not a rapture metaphor. No, but, in, but that's but the thing. The rapture is like in biblical. my head. Like I yeah. connected those dots, and I was like, I'm gonna have to go to war against yeah. demons. Like right. I can't do that. Am yeah. I gonna die in heaven? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, definitely we're going to go deeper into the rapture later, for sure. Yeah, because the episode title will be Rapture, I barely know her. I'm yep. already calling it. Yep. But, uh... <laughs> Jake doesn't like that one. <laughs> no, 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 I, I like I... it. I'm just, uh, I'm still processing the joke. Anyway, um, no, but we're going to go di- deeper into, uh, the entire, like, you know, rapture and rapture anxiety on a separate podcast later down the line. Yes. Um... But for now, like the just the Lahey, I don't want to say family, but like the Lahey couple. couple, yeah, they are ooh, problematic as hell when it comes to when it comes to those books. I mean, not so. even just them, but it's like all of the myth. So it, it all starts with this myth, mythical Jesus. Yeah, this mythical Jesus is going to come save us when all is going to hell because the manifest destiny that America was founded on is that God ordained. At this country to become America, mm-hmm. right? It's all about like this mythical past, and that every like even if you um if if you even look at like if we go all the way back to Constantine, like I remember reading this um, when I was in college. One of my assignments was looking at Constantine, who was the person who created the era of Christendom. He was the one who made Christianity a religion, um, and Rome's religion, yeah. and the whole purpose was because he was trying to separate the West from the East. And Constantine, and it was a very political thing, which is also what we call the schism, where we had Christianity that existed as a Jewish sect that now became Catholic and Eastern Orthodox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all because of quote-unquote graven images. I forgot which side is which. I think our side is no graven images. And then the second great schism was the separation of Catholicism with Protestantism. Yeah. Right now, I think we're seeing another schism. We call it Reformation nowadays, right? Right. But I had to read multiple stories um, of Constantine's quote-unquote conversion. Purpose being, was this a mythical story created or was it authentic? And, like, I remember reading, like, you know, Constantine was out on the battlefield and he had his shield up and, like, fell or something like someone hit him or something like that but then god opened up the heavens and said if you fight for me like i will bless you and you will win this war and all of a sudden his shield got like this the symbol like the whatever the symbol is that they had like the sun or like the the cross or whatever and then he won and all this other stuff and now he's going to go through and he's going to find all of these relics to prove that jesus christ was real which yeah we know jesus christ is real there's plenty of historical accounts outside of Judaism that pr- had like talked about Jesus in different ways. Right. Yeah. Um, and outside of the Bible and all that stuff. So like the whole time, like I'm reading this, like I remember like my whole class came to the conclusion. 
yes, parts of his of the different conversion narratives are they seem authentic. They feel authentic. They sound authentic. But some of them, like this big battle narrative, that is just a mythical thing. And so if we trace that going through all of history, we get to this Jesus, white Jesus character that we now have, yeah. where it's this, or and even Billy Graham, um, John Wayne, I mean, it's called Jesus and John Wayne because John Wayne became that mythical creature, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, John Wayne was going down this path, but Jesus saved him. And so he's going, Billy Graham saved him. So it's going down here. Ronald Reagan, you know, he he was he was kind of Christian, but you know, what was it? He had a divorce, something like that. Like it, every single time, it was like they had they had a dark past. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump had a dark past, right? Like he 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 was accused of all of this like uh, sexism or of rape or sexual assault or you know uh, all this money stuff. But you know now he's a God fearing Christian man, and he's gonna save our country and take it to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. It's always this mythical narrative. Yeah. And granted, Jesus' whole, like, birth story is a mythical narrative, right? Like, I mean, if we're honest about that, like, was he born of a virgin? Maybe. Right. How the fuck are we going to know, right? Doesn't, it'll, like, it'll make the, the wisdom that he says illegitimate or anything else, right? But, like, with Trump, on the other hand, it's this, like... It's all just this constant propaganda feeding into this, we have a fear, we have an enemy. Nowadays, our enemy is, what, China, North Korea, fall of America is a huge thing, right? Um, or liberalism. I mean, it's always been liberalism is going to be the fall of America because it's going to make us too effeminate. And I remember hearing from a friend, like, oh, once a country becomes too effeminate, you know, they, they, they crash. Every country led by a woman has always crashed. Wow. And I'm like, every country that has ever lived has crashed. What are you talking about? True. <laughs> like, at some point, like, they have always crashed. They've always fallen. And if we look at the story of how Rome fell, like, specifically, like, look at the city of God exactly. by St. Augustine, and look at the things that he's writing in there, and you compare it to now, same shit. Yeah. Maybe slightly different. No, same they shit. mirror each other in really interesting ways. Yeah. There's a scapegoat. Normally a religious scapegoat. Um, which at the time was Christianity, because Christianity was, like, the weird thing. Now right. it's deconstruction or the leftists Mm -hmm. communists whatever it's this like there's always an enemy there's always like this weird liberal or whatever weird sect that came up that threatened the existence of everything but it was always those in power who always blamed the the weird new thing yeah right because for some reason people in power never seem to really like progressive yeah. Well, people in power really just don't do anything wrong. I mean, they're perfect in every single way. I mean, why would they be in power? I mean, why if... would God choose them to be in power? Yeah. yeah. Right. And that, oh, God, that's another thing, right? Oh, like, oh, like, the, every whole time. God argument? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. The whole God anointed. Yeah. So, hold on. I have something to say on that. Uh, so, God, like, the whole thing that God anoints every single leader Jesus to Christ. be. Uh, to lead their respective area or whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Like, that whole ideology and the whole leadership. So, if that is true, you have to come to the realization, if you take that philosophy, that verse, that entire mentality, if you take that absolutely fucking literally, then you have to acknowledge that God 
chose Kim Jong-un. Yeah. God chose Joseph Stalin, and God chose fucking Adolf Hitler. Yeah. That's a dark and reality. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I mean, and all the other examples of terrible, terrible, terrible people who got into yeah. leadership. This is... So, what do you have to say about that? They yeah. got in, they, were, they got into yeah. leadership. They got anointed. Uh-oh. They fucking died. Some of them died... Uh, because, well, they, they lost a war. Some of them died because, well, they got too old and then passed it on to their kid. Yeah. There are all these quote unquote God anointed leaders that are doing terrible jobs. I come to the personal belief that if you were to take that verse literally, then you also have to. What verse it. is that? I, I don't even know. That's not a verse. It's not in the Bible. It's something that's been weaponized by people in yeah. power yeah. because you cannot yeah. argue with them if yeah. they are God's chosen ruler. Exactly. It, it's, it yeah, it all started, be, again, the mythical narrative that if our, because it, it, it was specifically an American thing, Mm-hmm. Well, no, Constantine mm-hmm. did it too. Like yeah. it's it's kind of been all, around for a while. Like yeah. in all different countries. Yes, yes. Ancient civilizations yeah. did yeah. it too. It, True. This has yeah. just like, been weaponized yeah. throughout history across <laughs> yeah. the world. But and, and and so like, so two things. One, first, when we complained about Trump, they said, "Well, he's God ordained." Yeah. But you complained about Obama, and now you're complaining about Biden, and you're not saying that he's God ordained. Yeah. Okay. Second. If you actually read the goddamn fucking Bible that you claim to take literally, yes. in Judges, right? Before between Judges and Kings, right? I think I'm getting that right. In the time of Judges, God specifically told the Israelites, You will not have a king. I want you to be different than every other civilization that has, is, and ever will fucking exist on this goddamn earth. Or the me damn earth. Right? And they said, but we need to have leadership. Like, cool, I will give you judges. So I gave them judges. Right? But then they said, but we need to be, like, we, we need to be strong. We need a leader. God kept saying no. But they said yes. Well, eventually God said, fucking, fine. And gave them Saul. Right? Saul was good until he wasn't. Yep. David was good until he wasn't. Solomon was good until he wasn't. Yeah. All of them were good until they weren't. Right? Yep. God, like, and, and so, I mean, that also comes down to the question of, okay, did God actually say all that stuff? Yeah. Like, right. did God, I, I could I could definitely, like, at least the God that I've come to know through my own mystic shit is like, no, definitely not. None of this, like, fucking, like, leadership, like, no. But people were just like, but God said it's okay. Yeah. And God's like, no, I fucking did it. And so they did it anyways. Right? And so, like, all this God-ordained bullshit. No, God doesn't ordain the kingdom, like, these kingdoms. Like, yeah. he doesn't care. They could care, they could They could literally not care less about this shit. Like, it's, it's fucking God. You think they don't have better things to worry about? That's well, true. and I think also, when we're... The fact that... This idea that God cares so much about different kingdoms and countries in the first place, you know, I think also plays a lot into Christian nationalism in the yep. Bible. It's yep. Israel. Uh, mm-hmm. Now it's it's America. Um, yeah. When God is not the God of one country, yeah. 
No. The world. Yeah. All of All of existence. existence. <laughs> yeah. uh, and countries are a social construct. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't mean they don't exist. They do exist. But they're also made up at the same time. Yeah. So if why do entire... we care so much? Yeah, if the entire world just said one day, hey, let's not do countries anymore. We're just going to be one glob. Welcome to the glob. No, no, no. You're giving it to the New World Order, Jake. You're going down a wrong end. The deep set's going to come for you. Uh-oh. Q is going to come. They're going to be knocking at your door. Anyway. What I was trying to say earlier is that if you have that mindset of God does choose every single leader, then you also have to come to the realization that God chooses bad examples. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I... like. That, that was the working theology that I used to have. Now I'm like, no, I just think that... We are humans and we have free will. We can do whatever the fuck we want. But back then when I was like, no, God ordains all, all, like all leaders. I'm like, but he used Kim Jong-un as an example of a bad one. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, that makes sense if, if you believe that. Yeah. Like, if you, if you believe it, then you have to come to the realization yeah. that sometimes there are bad examples out there, which means that every single leader in any position ever will never be perfect. Yeah. And they will never be near to perfect. Yeah. They will be, there will always be some level of corruption no matter who you look at throughout all of history. Yeah. In any sort of leadership position. Yeah. I mean, it's all bullshit. I mean, I started saying pee pee poo poo. It's shorthand for nothing in this world actually truly matters. So I'm just going to fucking do whatever I want because the world is chaos. So fuck it. It's all pee pee poo poo. Mm. I don't give a shit. Like, it's all stupid. It's all pointless. Like, it's just all, it's always boiled down to power. Sex. Yeah. Power and sex. And specifically, it is heterosexual sex that fulfills the male fragile ego. So also power. Yeah. So it's, again, all power, right? Uh, so you're saying that it's about drive. It's about power. <laughs> it's about we say hungry. hungry. We say power. Holy the shit. Rock would... Okay, Dwayne Johnson, um, we will take our royalties. Thank you. Yeah, that's the um, call Yes, yes. Uh, but no, like... It, it's it it's all just so so stupid that we have to even be here and like be quite like it's exhausting yeah quite frankly it's exhausting I get tired of it right like every time like I, I'm a hundred pages into this and I'm so fascinated because I want to see where Kat Dumez because I know it lands on Trump and it lands on the election of Trump I don't know if it lands on the insurrection that happened a year and a half ago because it came out in 2020 so very well could have. Mm. Um, actually, no, I just no it's, it's, the... 20, it's 2021 when the yeah. insurrection happened, so it would have been. Oh, before. yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Um, yeah, like it ends, it ends talking about, about Donald Trump, um, and about how the evangelicals transformed the Jesus of the Gospels into a model of militant masculinity. Yeah. Um, specifically, is one of the quotes on the last page. Um, do you know how many pictures of Jesus with an AR 15 I've seen? It's uh, more than two. You should, uh, that, you that's disgusting. Shouldn't. It's gross. Oh, the Dugers are in this. They talk about the Dugers. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a side note. Bonnie, uh, oh, one of the one of the um, chapters is called Holy Balls. I kind of think that that would be really funny because this is like Purity Balls Part Two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Purity Balls. Don't there. touch my Holy Balls. <laughs> that's a good title. You hear it here first, folks. Although by the time you hear this, it'll be the title of the episode, anyways. Don't touch my holy balls, John Wayne. <gasps> I'm writing that down. <laughs> that is good. Don't touch my holy balls, John Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 
think you're cackling like a middle schooler, but that's all right. <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny. Uh, anyways. He's making the note on his phone right now. <laughs> He's writing it down so he can remember this baller oh. joke later. I mean, it's, it's it's a pretty good holy ballin' joke. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right, anyways. <laughs> I think we've, uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about this more in our next couple segments, so we might as well just, I guess... Unless you guys have anything else. Uh, I mean, I think when we're talking about Christian nationalism, we should acknowledge that this affects every group of people. Yes. Like, this has real-life consequences. It's not mm-hmm. some abstract... Yeah. Like, this is oppressing mm-hmm. people of every other faith. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. People who are not white. Yeah. People who are not heterosexual. Yeah. Um... People who are disabled. Yeah. Also, typically, it only benefits men. Yeah. yeah. Women. And unless you're a woman who will succumb to a man or be a subordinate to a man, then you get some you get some power. Like, white, white women do have power. That was just a white man. Right. But definitely have more power than a BIPOC, BIPOC woman. Yeah. No, or even a queer woman. Yeah. Yeah. So, send this to your pastor. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a pastor who preached about this on Sunday or on January sixth, who was like, Yeah, you know, they just they just do what God wanted it. send this to them, please. Tell them they can bring it up with us. We will happily have we will happily talk with them. That's and by okay. and by happily I mean we, we we want to be blocked by them. Or I do at least, because it'd be really funny. I I I feel like we don't have enough blockages on our accounts. We need more. I, we don't attack, or not attack, we don't, like, tag people enough when we talk about them. We've been blocked a few times. Well, yeah, I, I, I understand, well, yeah, we got blocked by a certain, um, branding, like, yeah. a certain branding yeah. site that, uh, wanted yeah. us to sell their merch. But, but like, uh, but, like I mean, Scubula just got, po- just got banned by, like, or blocked by a couple people. Like, yeah. He really did anything. Really? I mean, I think, I think a lot of the people that we do try to call out, we're trying to punch up, you know? We're, like... Yeah. We're really trying to, like, you know, people that are way too big for our tiny little podcast alone to I mean, ever affect. I mean, even then, they wouldn't even see our DMs anyways from, like, our mention unless it got mentioned in a, like, article. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, other, like, a couple other podcasts that are uh, a lot larger than us, which is fine, no. um, they were mentioned in, like, Christian Leaders and stuff like that. It was actually pretty funny um, on why they were mentioned in there but you know yeah so i mean but you know there are a bunch of people out there that they're just trying to do their best (laughs) yeah yeah but anyways yeah point point being um honestly i don't think we would be here right now having this conversation if this nationalism didn't exist yeah um i mean we our first episode was actually a response to, to January 6th. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Yeah. This entire podcast was actually kind of a response to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it, we, we came up with the idea before that, but I think, like, January 6th happened, and I was like, Jake, we need to get on. Yeah, exactly. That's, we, we really, really wanted to, like, as soon as that happened, we're like, holy shit. Yeah. People need that's, to hear us. That's what our first episode is about. Like our unreleased first episode. I think so. Yeah, we really need your audio, bro. Yeah. That'll that'll be a Patreon exclusive. Once Jake sends me the goddamn audio. I gotta find it. It's, yeah. a, it's probably on a 
computer that is the slowest goddamn dinosaur oh, on yeah. existence. So yeah. I, it'll take me a fucking hot minute to get yeah. into that. Yeah, but no, seriously, we, we will, once Jake sends that to me, I will edit that. Uh, maybe we'll have a little bit of commentary on it as well, yeah. uh, like a year and a half down the line or whatever after after the original thing. Um, and we'll post that on our Patreon. Uh, but yeah, we did specifically talk about the insurrection in that. Um, but I think, like, I think there is an important thing. Like, we originally started this with, like, this idea of the third wave, right? Yeah. Of, like, balancing the two opposites. And we're kind of on the same path but we've evolved to realize that you can't just split it right down the goddamn middle and i don't think even like richard war who talks about that would say that right yeah. like it's it's this creative tension because there is space and need for conservatism yeah because it means to conserve what is there right yeah especially in religion like it's good to conserve some tradition mm-hmm. but not when it is at harm or detriment, detriment of people yeah. right of other people and then there's need for liberalism or progressivism because it literally means to progress right we there's always a, need to be moving forward yeah we need to be moving forward but we need to have a solid ground to move from and so like the creative tension the third way is holding those two in tension however when we are dealing with such polar opposites like the reality is when one side or even both sides like honestly both sides when they are constantly at the detriment of someone else, it's a privilege to be able to be fully moderate. Hmm. Like, I'm not going to look here and, like, look at, uh, like, the way that our, uh, like, capitalism, right? I'm not going to look at capitalism and see how much it is hurting people who are poor. My freaking parents were literally bankrupt. So am I going to agree with capitalism? No! Because there was no nothing to help us. Mm-hmm. There was literally nothing to help yeah. us. No programs, no services that we were able to get because of various issues. So, am I going to sit there and be like, oh, but, <sighs> capitalism has a lot of good, man, because, you know, capitalism is the greatest thing since sliced bread. No. I'm, granted, I'm obviously going to be a little polarized about that. I'm going to be polarized when it comes to things like colonization as an indigenous person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, someone who is black is going to be polarized because of the racism in this country, right? Yeah. And not even just black people. Like, anyone who is BIPOC is going to naturally be more polarized than someone else. And so, like, to be moderate, like, typically, on the dating apps, right? When I go on there and I see a girl has moderate on hers... That means it's, she's conservative. It Not always. Not always, but... But the ethnicity is always the same. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just leave that up to the listener to try to decide what uh, her ethnicity is and also what she looks like. Granted, they're normally my type. But. I mean, <laughs> people who self-identify as moderate are almost always either conservative or um, socially liberal, fiscally conservative. Oh, so like Brene Brown. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or one of those that's like... Well, I, I, I really don't want to hate anyone, but, like, my parents raised me a certain way. Right, like yeah. a white girl with gay friends whose parents are wealthy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, apolitical is definitely much more like, I'm conservative, but I don't want anyone to know. Uh, I'm just not involved in politics. Mm-hmm. But I am. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, moderate, for sure, is typically, not always. Sometimes, like, because, like, when it boils down to certain things, like, I want to be moderate, but how is it, like, it's so difficult. 
nowadays, especially when we are dealing with this stuff, like how are you going to be moderate about nationalism or how are you going to be moderate about the way our country is right now? Like, cause it's shit. Moderate about human rights. Yeah. How are you going to be moderate about human rights? Like, no, it's like, no, going to be pretty damn fucking progressive because I believe everyone deserves human rights. Yeah. It's right. A, I, yeah. And when it, like, yeah, that's the thing about talking politics is I have no problem having different political views from someone. It's okay if we disagree about like how certain things, how poli- certain policies should be handled. It's not okay if we disagree about human rights. Yeah. yeah. That's not politics though. I yeah. mean, it's something that's been politicized. Yeah. But. Yeah, it shouldn't be politicized for someone to be able to have their basic needs met. Yeah. There's. And, yeah, and Christian nationalism is just when religion gets politicized. Yeah, which is wild because I feel like a lot. I've heard a lot of, I've heard a lot of, like Christian folk, say, like you know, give their reasoning behind why they are conservative, and sometimes it boils down to well. Uh, honestly, it's because uh, financially, uh, why, like they talk about the finances of it all, and like f- they're like fiscal aspects of it, and like, and my favorite argument to ever come back to them, I just look at them in the eyes, and it's like, isn't money the root of all evil? Aren't we supposed to give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. aren't we oh, supposed to ta- pay our taxes? Like, yeah. what? What do we do? like? Yeah. Here, yeah. Uh, what's the reasoning here? My my personal interpretation of that. Oh man, I loved it. I took a my senior seminar class was on politics and Jesus. Yeah. I have a book mm-hmm. by John Yoder called Politics and Jesus, where he breaks it down. Right. Mm-hmm. Jesus has his coin made of gold. What is gold? A mineral, right? That had the image of Caesar on it. Yeah. So there's two ways that mm-hmm. the people could have interpreted it. So he looks at he brings it up and says, "All right." Give to Caesar what is Caesar, uh, what is Caesar's? Because if it had someone's face on it, then it implied that it was theirs. Mm. Yeah. And give to God what is God. But what Jesus was really saying was, look at this. Is this not from the earth? Mm-hmm. Who created the earth? Whose image is on the earth? Whose image are you made in? So mm. what is Caesar's? nothing but still give in a form of what's the word like not submissive i don't want to say that not underground but like a ah i don't know the word it's on the tip of my tongue subversive so give in a subversive way because Jesus is like, I don't want y'all to die. Like, <laughs> don't feel like anti-government in that way. But give knowing that nothing truly belongs to Caesar. Play the system. But live as if everything is God's. Mm-hmm. There you go. Fuck Caesar. But still pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, that no, guy. Pay your taxes, do your thing, but fuck Caesar. Yeah, fuck that guy. I hope that guy gets canceled on Twitter. Yeah. He got canceled by his friends. Damn, what a backstabber. Damn, you too, Brute? <laughs> Jesus. Sheesh. Sheesh. Man, then they need a salad after him. <laughs> Damn. Speaking of salad. And that wraps up this segment <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs>
just as we transition to the next one, this is the transition song as we fade into the music. La 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 la. It's a fucking, it's a fucking news, it's a fucking, it's a motherfucking news, it's a fucking, it's a fucking news, it's a fucking, it's a motherfucking news, it's a news, it's a motherfucking news, the news, fucking news, fucking news. That, that was a, that was an experience. Yeah. I wanted to take everyone on a journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. After all, we are leaving together, and soon it's farewell. And maybe we'll come back to Earth Who Can Tell. Anyway, that's enough of that bit. (laughs) Gee, he's making a lot of references. That I do not understand. It's literally the words, the very fucking lyrics to the final countdown. Who's ever listened to that full song? Me! Multiple times! Okay, like, okay, raise your hand if you listen to the final countdown in its entirety and know the lyrics. God, I don't get enough support in this room. This is why I'm quitting in two months. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's not quitting. He can't quit. It's true. I'm contractually obligated to yeah. say. Yeah, we've contracted. Uh, yeah. Besides, Daniel's free booze is doing wonders. It's true. I mean, he did fill my fridge with, um, with Mango Kart. Yeah, but I'm taking the Mango Kart that I bought today back. Fuck, <laughs> bitch. Damn. Well, <laughs> today, we got a pretty relevant news story that's not, ironically, from relevant news. Whoa! Yeah, wow. Breaking tradition. We are breaking tradition. Um, this one actually comes from the underscore decolonized underscore Christian on Instagram. Don't know them? They're a homie. Um, I think we're gonna, yeah, I think we've talked about getting them on the show, mm-hmm. on the show in the future. Uh, but if you don't know who they are, they are a decolonization page um, that posts a lot of relevant news stuff that is happening and talking about the, um, how, like, it's all colonization. So, um, I actually didn't know that this was happening until this week, um, especially when they posted it and a couple other pages that I follow started posting it. But, like, there's this big, like, trucker rally, like a convoy in Canada, right? Um, so it's called the, uh, let me find it again. Um, the freedom convoy or the freedom rally, right? So it, from the New York times, what they say, it's about, it's Canadian truckers and their supporters. Some of them are from America who oppose the government's vaccination mandate started to arrive in Ottawa, the nation's capital for a protest outside of parliament on Saturday. So this was, uh, Ooh, what's the date of Saturday? Uh, that would have been January 22nd, 2022. Well, we're in 2022, guys. Um, they're going from, like, the western, eastern, southern ends of the country to Ottawa. And the police are estimating that 1,000 to 2,000 people are going to converge there. Oh, Saturday tomorrow, the 29th. Do you want to go? Yeah, let's go to Canada, y'all. Woo! Oh, Canada! Canada. Um, and so they raised... More than seven million Canadian dollars in GoFundMe donations. Hold on, on hold on, and round Canadian. Yeah, I just like how you pronounce it. Go on. Oh, sorry, I said Canadian. <laughs> it was like I, yeah, my, I'm getting tired, guys. It's getting late. My eyes are tired. Anyways, 
Um, no, I, I'm just dyslexic, so I get to bully people whenever they read shit wrong. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> of that, one million Canadian dollars were released by GoFundMe so far after the organizers submitted a quote-unquote clear distribution plan for funds being used to cover fuel costs of participants. Oh, that's nice. They're only using it for fuel costs. Cool. Uh, most Canadian truckers are ironically vaccinated. Uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, beautiful, beautiful man, uh, said at a news conference on Wednesday, signing that close to 90% vaccination rate among them um, and calling the protesters a small fringe minority. Sound familiar? Huh. Um, so, essentially what is happening, the decolonized Christian um, and a couple of the posts did this. Uh, because they are talking about the rise of nationalism taking place across Canada. Which is why earlier we said that nationalism, Christian nationalism, is not just an American thing. Because it's happening fucking everywhere. Um, so, the decolonized Christian writes, The convoy is a display of white supremacy. This isn't about freedom at all. It's about holding on to power and control. It's about us versus them politics rooted in fascist ideology. Furthermore, this rally is being funded by the Maverick Party, a right-wing separatist party from Alberta. The harsh truth is that Canada is a colonial state that's only existed since 1867. Most of Canada, 95% of um, uh, the province of British Columbia, sits on unceded territory, land that was illegally stolen from indigenous peoples, which, by the way, I think the decolonized Christian might be from Canada, I think, because they said my own province. Mm -hmm. Um... While, while white nationalists seek to take their country back, indigenous children's remain continued, uh, remains continue to be recovered from mass grave sites, a reminder of Canada's ongoing legacy of colonial violence. I'll come back to that. Uh, residential schools were violent institutions. Oh, never mind. He's talking about it. Uh, violent institutions run by a commingling of church and state with a joint purpose to, quote unquote, rid the Indian out of the child, uh, to quote Canada's first prime minister, John A. Macdonald. Um, if you do not know what uh, is happening, what has been happening in Canada, I think, not a year, it's maybe been a few months ago, um, people were worried because a lot of church, like a lot of Catholic churches were starting to get burned um, in Canada. I have a friend in Canada from another Discord that I'm a part of um, who, um, in her city uh, or her province, whatever, um, they, they were having a ton of these places burned down because the Catholic church... Um, what they used to do is they would literally, and I'm not exaggerating on this because America fucking did this too, take indigenous children's, put them in a school, and then they would go missing. There are thousands upon thousands of indigenous people who have who are missing for years and years and years and years, hundreds, like, well, not thousands, hundreds of years where they've gone missing. There are entire lineages in indigenous cultures that no longer will exist as a result of this. And so the um, Canadian people started to protest the Catholic Church and started to burn down their things because they've been asking, the indigenous people have been asking, we just want the names. We want to know who are in these grave sites. Because as they started, like, I don't remember fully the full information of it, but they've started to uncover grave sites where there are hundreds of, of children who are just buried with little to no information on there. And one of the articles that the decolonized Christian puts up is from um, the free press.ca. Uh, ooh, is that Canada? Um, so Williams Lake First uh, Nation released findings in residential school probe. They said, quote unquote, 93 is our number. Many children will remain uncounted for. 
Um, and what this is talking about is, uh, I'll just read a little bit of it. The preliminary findings of the St. Joseph's Mission Residential School investigation have revealed 93 potential graves that require further analysis, as well as a dark history of cover-up and abuse. That was uh, some of the information given by an emotional Williams Lake First Nations chief, Willie Sellers, who was supported by his council Tuesday on January 25th, as he outlined some of the history that has come to light over the past nine months during the initial investigation of a 14 hectare, uh, hectare, hectare parcel of land, a large parcel of land, <laughs> at the St. John's Mission site. Um, and so it's just talking about like a lot of that, and they're just like... Um, there's a lot of historical documents. There's a lot of interviews with survivors that are just pointing to clear evidence of religious entities, the federal government, um, and the Roman Catholic Church um, that have knowingly participated in the destruction of records and the cover-up of criminal allegations. So this has been happening for, we're going on nine months now, right? And so um, with all of that being said, you know, this Maverick Party is one that is highly involved with all of this. Um, some of the biggest supporters of this truck rally are Christian nationalists. Um, they're quoting for, uh, there's another, another quote on this, um, talking about, uh, how, like it's a prayer, uh, from the truckers where they're praying for, against any infiltration coming from Antifa or Black Lives Matter. Um, and then he goes on to talk about how Canada's ties to colonial evidence, uh, or colonial violence alongside the church should not be underestimated. It talks about the doctrine of discovery issued by Pope Nicholas V which gave European explorers the power to discover lands for God. Lands that, as it turned out, were already inhabited. Colonialization, right? Because the indigenous people who lived there weren't quote-unquote Christian. The land was taken and claimed by European settlers. This is the foundation of Canada and of America. This doctrine provided the birth of white supremacy. So, getting close to the end, y'all. What does this have to do with the truckers? So those embarking on this freedom journey are convinced that their rights are being stripped because of the max vaccine mandate. We can relate here, right? How many of us have heard that shit? They claim their cause is noble to raise awareness of the rising costs of goods and services in the supply chain when in actuality is causing said cost increases. When in actuality what it is causing uh, is that cost increase and the numbers of truckers who refuse to get vaccinated resulting in lower numbers of truckers with job. And so it's all just an act of giant entitlements. Christians are supporting this movement. They're resonating it because of their high co persecution complex. Um, and it just continues to go on to talk about a lot of what we've already discussed. And so what it looks like to me, obviously, thoughts, is it kind of Canada's January 6th in some senses. In some, not fully, but yeah. So I think they are both symptoms of the same issue. Yeah. January sixth was an attempted takeover. Yes. And this is not that to the same extent, but it is. They're both issue, <laughs> like symptoms of the same issue, which is Christian yeah. nationalism in these colonized countries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it sucks out there. The truckers, I mean, yeah. It all, it all, I mean, the issue is we have the same shit happening in America. I think our issues are just very convoluted. And, like, there's so much 
going on, right? Right. Like, I, I, I don't even know if we've even began to uncover a lot of the stuff about the indigenous people in Americas, and, I mean, we, we know a lot of it, right? I mean, so Biden has said, he has said, he's not going to do anything, but he, like, there are people <laughs> who have real. been talking about, like, doing, in response to what has been discovered at the Canadian residential schools, similar investigations in the residential schools that existed here. Um, from what I've learned about them in my history classes, the, the, the key difference between American resident, residential schools and Canadian is that in Canada, the church was much more heavily involved. Uh-huh. And, and there was a much more like, those deaths were not accidental. And, yeah. Which I think is the most important part. Yeah. It's like those weren't kids who were just, it, it was a facilitated genocide. Yeah. Um, and the, the Catholic Church, I believe they were in some way, like they were getting money for the children who died wow. from the government, from what I'd read. So they were Disgusting. benefiting um, from what we have learned about the residential schools in the, in the U.S., which we still could learn this happened here later. Yeah. That did not happen in the same way here. Yeah. But we still might find out that that exactly did happen here, and I would yeah. not be surprised. Well, I mean, the church did get money in the deaths of indigenous peoples just by when they took their land and then... Right. And, and murdered them. Yeah. 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 But also, there's been a lot going on in the Christian news circle over the last couple months yeah. um shout out to the janitor that found what was it like seven thousand oh dollars like, yeah. like not seven thousand like shit ton of money at joel one of joel Osteen's churches oh yeah um shout out some more pastors who are trying to gaslight gatekeep gospel coalition everything uh, and what's his name mike todd the guy who spent- oh mike todd mm-hmm. loogie in the face aka dom daddy looking for submissive <laughs> uh submissive exhibitionist something <laughs> Jake. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. Did you hear about what happened? What Mike Todd did? No. What happened? Oh. He was. I don't. I. I didn't want to watch the video too much. I watched the segment of it. Bonnie, do you? Did you? Did you watch I, the whole thing? Well, I mean, I watched the TikTok of him. And it was. It was. I think he was. I mean, I was too distracted by him spitting on a man's face. Yes. But I think he was talking about how disgusting hum- humans are. Oh, love it. And how, like, the way, like, you look at this guy as he's getting spit rubbed in his face is how God looks at sinners. Or something What? Like, uh, okay, I, to be no, fair. No, 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 that, that, that doesn't surprise me. I was very distracted by the spit in the face. It was just something about, like, this guy's disgusting now, and so other, like, another party is seeing something else is disgusting. That's, Jesus. But... I was also just very distracted by the yeah. weird sexual tension. Yeah. And, like, in the video, what he, like, hawks, like, two loogies. Yeah, it was... Like... It was a substantial amount yeah. of saliva. Yeah. During COVID, right? Like, that's the whole thing. And smears it in this guy's face on the stage in front of everyone. And, like, the videos and the pictures that I saw, the man looked humiliated. Oh, he was not happy. And he, it was not like just like a quick wipe. It was like he, it was several yeah. seconds of like rubbing it. Yeah. In. 
And when he got backlash from it, he said, Ha ha, sorry guys, I won't do it again. Yeah, he did issue an air quotes apology. Yeah, he did a YouTube apology video, essentially. What the fuck, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's disgusting. That was, I think that was one of the most recent ones, too. No, that happened, like, last week? Yeah. That was recent. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. Joel Osteen was, like, two weeks before that. No. Gospel Coalition had their whole thing that came out recently, you know? So we'll talk about that eventually, I guess. Yeah, there was a lot of news. There was a lot of fucking news that happened yeah. over the course of our break. Yeah. We're gone for one month, and... Yeah. Honestly, if you listen to this and you don't follow us on Instagram, like, go follow us on Instagram, because we, we post about it pretty frequently on there. Maybe we're not allowed to take a break, because if we take a break, then the news happens. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the news doesn't happen when we when we don't take a break. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's nothing goes wrong as long as we keep posting. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep posting, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> don't let the flame die out. Don't let it die out, or we'll all die. Anyway, uh, I think that was the fucking news, right? <laughs> yeah. I just want to point out real quick, uh, Bonnie's having a bisexual moment. Literally is, her butt is not even in a chair right now. To be fair, we've just been sitting for a very long time, yeah. and my butt was yeah sore. No, I, I feel you. I'm like, my back is like in, you know, like a little, yeah. We're almost done. You know, we got a... This is also an ADHD moment. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, uh, it's the queerest thing to do to look out for your ass at all points of the day. <laughs> it's the most important part. True, true, true. It's my, my prized possession. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. It's a very... Queer culture is very much about asses. It really is. I'm well, proud of my ass. Yeah, same. It's the one thing that we same. all have. Exactly. Yeah. It's the I've... one thing that brings us together. Yes. Cheek to yes. cheek. Like, I have been significantly working on my butt workouts. Gotta build the dumpy to get the humpy. Yeah. Amen, wayman. I know. Hey, speaking of asses, we have a Kenneth story. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great segue. <laughs> All right, guys. I, oh, man. Oh, boy. <sighs> so, I, I do want to point out, this isn't Kenneth necessarily. No. But these are his two best friends. Yeah. Um, Jake, I think you've met both of these guys. Bonnie, you might have met, met them at some point. Honestly, they're kind of like everywhere. Hmm. Uh, but Kenneth has two friends, Ben and Brody. Ben and Brody. Um, ben and Brody, for the uninitiated, are two bros, right? Two Theo bros. Two bros, chilling in a hot tub, five feet apart, because they're not gay. Yeah, though, not at all. No, not at all. <laughs> but they probably are. Um, so, Ben and Brody, right? I used to be great friends with them. We used to laugh all the time. Um, they actually were uh, helpers of the birth of the I Barely Know Her joke. Well, they didn't help birth that, actually. Someone else did a long time ago. A cool guy. But, you know, like, we, we used to all hang out, right? We used to have fun. This would be a good laugh. But the conversations were always... They leaned more on the conservative side. There's a couple times over the history of my relationship with them... Where I would point things out that, like, this is unhealthy, this is, like, narcissistic. And they would, we would be yelling in the middle of the old, of, like, the uh, uh, original Pancake House. Okay. Oh, no. So, 
recently I've I've pulled away from the friendship. I'm like, you know what? I can be friends with them, but only if we're like fucking around, right? And over drinks or cigars, and we're not talking about anything serious. As soon as something serious happens, I'm gonna I'm gonna back away. Okay. But social media is a thing. So this was beginning of the year, while I'm literally fighting COVID. Um, <laughs> uh, Kevin Garcia posted something that was talking about how if you are at a church and they are telling you that they will be like they're they're essentially edging you and saying that they're going to be affirming, but they never are. That's just a form of gaslighting. And you need to, like, like why are you going there if they're not affirming yet? Or even making actionable steps towards that? Like, why go? And, like, the whole post had a lot of other things. So I had posted something where I was like, you know, like, this brought up, um, on my own personal Instagram, I was like, this brought up, like, memories of when I was at a church, and I was told that I had to be a quote-unquote light to everyone. That I had to be the one to change what I wanted to see changed. But that was all a form of the senior pastor... Um, this is Pastor Bruce, for those of you who remember. Um, this is form, ways of Bruce essentially telling me um, that he wasn't willing to do anything from a systemic point of view and for me to essentially put on the burden of trying to help and make uh, 300 people feel comfortable at a church. Not abusive at all, right? No. So I posted just a brief story of that, just calling that out. I'm like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't tag the person. I was like... I was told this, and it wasn't just at that church. I was told this at multiple churches. Mm-hmm. Ben slides into my DMs, starts calling it ironic, saying, um, minimizing the stuff that I experience. Um, I, I don't have the DMs anymore because I did block both Ben and Brody, so this is just all from memory. Mm-hmm. So the idea of it, you know, Ben was essentially telling me that everything I was posting was ironic, that... Um, you know, I I was the one in charge of changing things. Ben likes to use a lot of metaphysical language or like a lot of poetic language. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean anything. You know the type. You know the the the, the Theo bro type where they're trying to make you feel dumb and yeah. inferior. Yeah, but they actually aren't saying anything, like literally anything. And and so like there were points where I got defensive. I was like, bro, like I did not post this for you to come and attack me on thing i didn't ask for your opinions on this um like quite frankly right now it sounds like you're belittling my own experience and telling me that my experience is wrong and i don't appreciate that type of gaslighting and so he goes um what are you talking about bro i've actually i've been following your spiritual journey and i've been enjoying where it's taking you lol it's like all right you've never talked to me about anything that i've been going through or asked for my perspective but okay um, he's like, I'm just saying blah, blah, blah. So he just goes on all this stuff. And I said, um, so I ended it and I said, I would really appreciate it if when you DM me that you're not here telling me that my experience is invalid and, and wrong because you enjoy the system that it was a part of. Um, if you have questions, you may ask questions, but don't be doing that. So a few days later, um, Brody has a podcast as well, right? Um, a podcast about spirit, Christian spirituality. Um, and, you know, it's uh, very much a white nationalist. Mm. It's, it, it's, it's the typical Theo Bro podcast, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't follow it. I get nothing out of it. Um, 
when we started this podcast, Jake, I actually didn't want to become Brody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I didn't. Like, I saw what Brody did, and I was like, Jake and I have already been talking about that. Fuck, we should have done it first. Yeah. Um, but I, I do get, and this is my own ego, and I will 100% acknowledge that. Yeah. I get pride in knowing that we have, like, five times the amount of followers than he does on, on Instagram. <laughs> I, I'll be real. Like, his Instagram has, like, 30 followers, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so, he had posted that, um, well, first... He attacked Gabe, y'all. And I'm not going to go into it. If Gabe wants to tell his own story, he can. But he attacked Gabe prior when he posted something um, that said it's okay to not be okay. And so Brody posted on his podcast page, what if I told you that in fact it's not okay to not be okay? And goes into talking about their own experience of suicidal depression and how they're on medication, but one day they just said no. And one day they just said, have you ever tried not being depressed? <laughs> I'm not even making this shit up. Mm-hmm. And was able to overcome the demon of depression. Okay. So first off, before he slid into my DMs, homeboy attacked, attacked Gabe. You don't do that. You don't attack my homies. No. Okay. We are followers of Gabeanity here. <laughs> okay. So, he posts one day, and I see a posting on his story, that toxic masculinity doesn't exist. Because, I'm not done, because true masculinity is noble, (gasps) and it is never toxic. And I looked at that, and I was like, fuck! Masculinity is not toxic. Oh, and I was like, there is so much to unpack in this, right? Like, that one sentence has so much behind it. And so, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to talk to Brody about this, because quite frankly, Brody isn't... Like, he gets very aggressive very fast. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. So, you you might say, toxic... Yeah, yeah, no, no. In it's a noble. masculine it's, way? He's noble. He's no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I see what you're getting at, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. He's a true masculine hero. Yeah. So this is maybe only a few days after after Ben, by the way, right? So, Brody, um, so I, I tweeted, right? I was like, you know what? This actually inspires me. I'm going to, we're, we're, I know we're ramping up to talk about Christian masculinity, so I'm going to start posting more posts about this, right? So I did mention it, and I said a white male pastor tweeted... Or posted this. Uh-huh. And so I said, have you ever read or even heard about Jesus and John Wayne? Uh-huh. And so I went into the post talking about how toxic masculinity is a very much white supremacist ideal. Came from colonization. And that many cultures that existed prior to that had very different gender roles. You know, we hinted at it earlier with Mexican culture. Um, where prior to Christianity entering into the sphere, it was very much a feminine culture. It wasn't the machismo, ego-driven thing that we have nowadays, right? So a lot of cultures, as I've been looking, and, I, and granted, I need to do a lot more research too, but when I've looked at like a little different cultures that have existed, at least the ones that are that modern that that exist in the modern realm, but have been influenced by Christianity, a lot of them were very much so different than the masculine culture. So I just talked. I just talked about that, and I ended it with, "May this be the year that um, toxic masculinity can finally fall." And we can see the rise of the divine feminine. And I just posted that on my story. That's it. Hell yeah. And that's something that like 
like when I did my tarot draw for the year, my thing was like very much circling around, you know, in my own life of getting in touch with my divine feminine side, right? Mm-hmm. And how that's a focus that we all need to do of how Adam and yeah, that's a whole different conversation. Brody saw that. And Brody read the post. And he goes, that's not what friends do, Daniel. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, friends don't attack each other like that. I'm like, I didn't attack you. He's like, yes, you did. I'm like, no, I didn't tag you in it. Didn't name you in it. And I didn't send this to you to attack you. I saw something. And I said, that's a toxic ideal. And I mentioned it. However... Yeah, it was a bit of a tapping. Yeah, I totally, I totally, you know, I'll, I'll acknowledge that. And so he got really mad at that and essentially was telling me how um, my point of view is wrong, that I'm a horrible friend, um, which, yeah, that, that's a bad thing. But also, he talked shit on me for years in leadership and has a lot of other horrible things. Ain't fucking tact game. Um, mm. And there were some things when I, when I read it out loud and when I looked back, I was like, oh, that was toxic. And like, that was something that I needed to check for myself. Like that was a little bit of gaslighting and I need to not do that. Talked about it in therapy and it was great. But, um, it boiled down to this one point because I wish I could read out the whole thing because it was pretty gold and I should have screenshotted it before I, I blocked him. But I, I essentially told him, I said, I am genuinely sorry that, um, you feel betrayed by what I did. Um, and I'm sorry that I betrayed you in this way. However... I am not going to stand by and sit around and see a toxic thing, ideology, because that's harmful for people. You have an influence, like you're a youth pastor and the things that you post have a genuine influence on people. I'm not going to sit here and say that that's okay. That's why I do what I do. Um, He didn't respond for an entire day. Comes back. And then all shit breaks loose. And he goes, you know what? No, you're wrong. And every, you know, I'm not even going to read what you, like I've read what your whole thing said and it's incorrect because you quoted, and because my mild dyslexia put Colossians, what, 11, 13 or like something like that. Like I mixed two letters up or two numbers, literally flipped two numbers. Mm -hmm. And he said, you misquoted the Bible. It says blah, 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 blah. Not blah, blah, blah. And so thus, your argument is 100% invalid. So he's also ableist. So he's also ableist. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I was like, I could respond and I could get defensive. Or I could practice some self-love and block Ben and Brody. Yeah. And Pastor Bruce. Yeah. My God. That was such a good feeling. I think that was like literally like, Jan- like January 4th. Yeah. Actually, it might have been the 6th. I remember you texting oh. me about it. I could probably look it up if I yeah, digged. Yeah, yeah. Far enough between our text conversations, but yeah. Yeah, so that's my, uh, that's my story. Kenneth is, you know, still, he, I think, I think we're getting to the point where Kenneth is going to start coming out of the woods again, you know? Is this Kenneth's Joker arc? No, remember, (laughs) remember the last time he found out what we were doing? He's taking a little bit of time away. Right, right. Remember? And so, like, he'll come back. He'll come back, don't worry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, as far as uh, Ben and Brody goes, uh, I haven't blocked anyone yet. Uh, if y'all want to personally apologize, my DMs are open. So, but I mean, when it I comes I, to... I won't do it in a toxic like I I won't show it anything toxic. But like, yo, hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> my DMs are always open. 
I am so, <coughs> so open to the idea of people coming into my DMs and having a genuine discussion yeah. where there's no name-calling, gaslighting, yeah. gatekeeping, or anything along those lines, and just being civil, stating opinions, stating facts, and just understanding each other. Maybe learning to agree to disagree. Yeah. yeah. Which, if either of them would have ever asked questions. Granted, what I could have done is I could have said, hey, I think this is toxic and brought up a conversation. Yeah. However, I wasn't ready to get gaslit. So I could have also just not subtweeted. Very much so could have not subtweeted. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so I, I recognize it. However, you know, I'm still going to be like, no, nah, it was toxic. I'm going to speak up about that. Um, but I was never expecting either of them to apologize. Mm. Um, oh, what set, what set him off was I told him that he had never been a safe person to actually address things with. Because every time that I did, he would get incredibly angry and gaslight me uh, for that. And that's what set him off. Was he was like, uh, you're, oh, he told me that I don't feel safe for, uh, I don't feel safe to call him out. But that's because I'm wrong. Ha! Damn. Yeah, that's what it was. I mean, way to ruin your entire argument in one sentence. Yeah. <laughs> with all this gaslighting, like it's yeah. almost kind of girl boss of him. Yeah. yeah. Pretty so feminine very, energy yeah. coming from yeah. this yeah. from not this perfect masculine. masculine. Yeah. But like, it was so interesting because like I haven't been gaslit like that in a while, and so that now I know I now know like what these things feel like and stuff, and I started to recognize it in me. I was like, mm. am I the asshole? Like, I was second-guessing myself. So I called up one of my friends, um, and I said, I'm not going to tell you these guys' names because, like, you know them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read this out. Tell me. He's like, nah, they're 100% assholes. And I told him it was. I was like, God damn it. And I, told, I, I talked to another friend about it. Same thing. So I was like, oh, I'm 100% being gaslit right now because mm -hmm. now I'm, I'm questioning my entire reality and thinking that I'm the toxic one, that I'm the asshole, when in reality, no. Yeah, so that was fun. All right. I feel like we should girl boss away into our next segment. So, I know that the question on everyone's mind of our dear, dear listeners is since we've taken this long and very well needed knowing oh, what all happened in December and January and all the time we took the break. How are we doing? Like, really, how are we doing? So I thought we'd have a little focus circle, talk about our happies and crappies. New segment, new segment, new, new segment. segment. Yeah, this is our new segment. It's where we're just going to genuinely just dive into each other's psyche and one like just ask the big question. How are we doing? Really? Yeah. So, uh, Daniel. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking to someone. Um, how am I doing really? How Honestly, the last couple months has been filled with so much because on Christmas I dealt with some gas, uh, not gas, yeah, actually some gaslighting from family, some bypassing of stuff, not getting my needs and my, uh, feelings heard, but then being able to restore relationship the day after. And it was just exhausting. Okay, like the entire like few weeks, I was so anxious. I got so anxious. I got like this really bad stress headache, and uh, and just had so much stress. I had so much going on, and then 
Uh, New Year's came and it was great because we started like we I planned it I timed it so that when the clock struck midnight Obi-Wan would say it's over Anakin I have the high ground and it was the perfect time it was wonderful it was great and then the second came along and my roommate and I got COVID and thankfully it wasn't super bad for me but it still sucked um, kind of being home alone, but things have been good. Like I, I'm doing all right. I have been doing a lot more contemplation and meditation have successfully dissociated during like complete peaceful trance, like twice in the last week, which has been great. Um, there's been of course some stressors, you know, but, uh, life is, life is still pretty good. Might be getting a promotion at work soon, uh, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I won like five bags of coffee a month ago. Nice. That I'm still going through. And some good beer. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. started off on a low and you're kind of coming back into a high? Yeah. Like, I mean, life is life is still good. And life is still beautiful. Even with all the stressors and stuff. Like, yeah. I couldn't say life is bad. Like, there's been definitely some times of depression where it's like, I want to die. But... <laughs> Those words. Sorry, I just, just the way you said, I want to die. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah that, that's a, Joker, yeah. I want to die. <laughs> go on, go on, kill me. Uh, no, it's like, uh, I get like this very rare, sometimes suicidal ideation that lasts like a second, and then it, I'm like, nope, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then I like redirect myself and be mindfulness and stuff. But, like, I have good friends. Oh. You know, and, I've been, and I'm enjoying doing this tonight. Yeah. Long fucking episode, but I'm it, it's it's a long episode, but it's 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 the season opening, so yeah. it, we deserve this. Yes, but I'm really glad that we're gonna that we're here and we can do this. So yeah. I've missed it. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> hey, Bonnie, uh, how are you doing? Really? Well, uh, over the past month and a half, I have lost my closest friendship. Oh. Which has been brutal. Oh, that's painful. Yeah, no, it's been hard. Um, and then I got COVID Christmas Eve. Or not Christmas Eve, uh, New Year's Eve. I got COVID. And so did my whole family, and that was really, really fun. Um, and my home life has just kind of been taken over by some intrusive cats (laughs) who have made my, destroyed my bed sheets. They track litter into my bed every night. I feel like I'm sleeping on the beach. Oh, that's so nice. And I just smell like the, the wafts of cat urine. And in the morning I wake up to the smell of cat food. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's so great. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm thriving. Um, but in, uh, (laughs) I really hope people are are able to hear the subtleties and just the underlying tones of sadness. Uh, on a, on a high note, I did get to meet my boyfriend after a year and a half. Oh. So that was amazing. He's amazing. He probably oh. won't listen to this, but bitch, everyone. Love me. 
No, he loves me. I will slide in his DMs and be like, listen to our fucking podcast, you asshole. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that was, that was the high. There was one story that you posted when you guys were, like, eating dinner or something like that. It was the cutest fucking thing. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, God, I'm going to go fucking run over a freaking train right now. No, and then he, he posted one at me. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's what most of TikTok is. Whenever there's, like, a relationship, alt talk just goes, all right, guys, um, anyone want to join me in my bathtub with a toaster? Oh, my God. What wasn't cute is when he posted a video of me that morning in the process of doing my makeup. Oh, okay. Like with like one eyeliner on, the other one wasn't done, and I was yeah, like yeah. pulling at my eye. It's like this isn't cute. Well, thank you. So mine was cute. Yeah, yeah. But like that's what it normally is, isn't it? Like the guy normally posts the ugly one. Well, yeah. I mean, to be f- golden retriever brain, trying to decipher someone that I don't know, but. <laughs> Uh, to, like, in my mind, a lot of it is, like, uh, of why, why a lot of, why a lot of guys don't necessarily take a lot of photos of their significant others as well, on top of just, or whenever they do, it's, like, always, like, oh, it might be halfway. Uh, one of it is, uh, my, my significant other, my, my partner is my shiny, my precious, <laughs> no one else can have her, it's just mine. Uh... Not in, like, a toxic way, but just, like, mine. Uh, yeah. Very, very golden retriever, like, uh, who went and went to go fetch the ball, came back, and now will not let it go, but wants you to throw the ball again. Um, or, like, and the half the halfway thing is also a stage of, in their mind, they see, they see uh, their significant other in their beauty in all of their forms, whether it be, you know, with makeup, without makeup, whether it be... Half makeup. Half makeup, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Literally all stage, like, from from goblin to goddess, they they really like it, so... Or... Yeah. Zero social awareness. That also could be the case. Or, for me, it's 100% just trolling, like, (laughs) she's a goblin. Like, that's the oh shit that I would God. do, is post, like, goblin pictures. Holy like, shit. isn't she pretty? <laughs> the, 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 the private snap. boyfriend? I mean, I'm a fucking professional photographer. It's not like she's gonna get good fucking pictures. Yeah, there you go. The rest of it's gonna be just shit. Aw, oh, man. I love that dive into that psyche of a person that I haven't met. <laughs> uh. So, um, Jake just out himself as a golden retriever. Uh-huh. Um, so if there are any emo goth peeps out there, um, you know whose DMs to slide into. I'm available. And desperate. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you gotta play hard to get, though. You can't play desperate. I am a golden retriever. I only play desperate. <laughs> it's my only move. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think this uh, caps off the segment, right? No. Jake, shut the fuck up and long. answer the goddamn thing. Okay. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, how am I doing? Huh. Well, let let me start off by saying this. Uh, whenever Murphy's Law uh, finds its way into my life, it hits like a fucking brick. Uh, I mean, that's the definition of Murphy's Law, right? Um, I have a severe case of whenever things go wrong, it goes wrong bad. 
whatever can go wrong will go wrong, and it all happens at once. So, in the time that we were away, I, well, I, I already found out that I was going to be laid off from my current position back in November. Uh, and fun fact, today was actually the day that I turned in, uh, I turned in my gun and my badge, or my so key. Sad. Yeah, my key, essentially. Um, so, I'm all done with where I previously was, and I'm moving on to a different, uh, I'm moving on to a different area, a different situation. I don't want to say too much because, one, I might work for the company I used to work for again. It's not going to be too hard to find out which one I'm talking about. But I might end up working for them again, and I don't want to burn any bridges. And also the company that I work for now, don't really want to talk about it too much. <laughs> Just in case, uh, you know, this podcast blows up and people want to find me. And I'm like, I don't want people to find me. As much as I flirt with the audience, <laughs> I only want to meet you in real life at some sort of public gathering where that is the intent. And yeah, yeah be else. careful, bro. Yeah. Or else you're going to get people wanting feet pics. I mean... I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it depends on how Sign much they pay. Sign up for our Patreon if you pay 50 bucks. No, 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 I will not put that out there. No, 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 no. Not on our Patreon. Okay, we'll, we'll subscribe to my we'll, only... No, we, I can't... I actually no, 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 can't we can that. get... We can get an angsty Christian only feed account. I mean, angsty Christian I wiki would, feed. Yeah. I would sell pictures of my feet for money. Yeah. If that's something anyone's interested in, I will have a lot of debt after I finish college. <laughs> you're so, gonna get. A, you'd be better be uh, careful, buddy. Oh my god! You're actually no, with saying that on on air, <laughs> people might. I'm sorry. I'm sorry in advance. No. Yeah. yeah no. Some of the some of the DMs. You can ask Lauren. Is it that bad? Yeah. It can be. Oh, just so yeah. you know, if you do, if you do DM the Angsty Christian page, we all see it. So uh, please do. <laughs> please do. <laughs> you can do it if you're down. No, for- we will. We will. We will genuinely screenshot, send it to Bonnie, and say, "Hey, Bonnie, here you go." Yeah. Um, and we'll figure out what that will look like. But we will all see it. It'll be really funny. So yeah. if you send big pics, we- um, I will screenshot what I will do with it. You will find out. Yeah. Anyway, after, so, okay, I found out that I was getting laid off, right? Right before the holiday season and right right after I got a promotion at this job. So, like, I was like, hey, you got a promotion. Yay, you're a lead. Guess what? You're going to get laid off in about two months. You know, that's pretty shitty. Okay. But it was also going into the holiday season, which I work in retail. Holy shit. Working retail uh, during the holiday season, especially this one after pretty much last last Christmas was shit. <laughs> you know, a lot of people were still inside ordering shit off of Amazon. This was kind of like the first Christmas where people were actually like, I shouldn't say fully back, but like pretty damn close to fully back. And it was hell. Just straight hell. <laughs> because of course the holiday seasons are rough. For anyone who works in retail. And a lot of you people that shop uh, at stores during the holiday season are not nice. Y'all need to pay attention because we're screaming. Yeah. Um, So, 
right before the holidays. I'm also in school, so, like, it was basically finals week and then Christmas. And so I was the busiest I had ever fucking been in my entire life. And right, literally, I think it was the Thursday or Friday before finals week started, I got into a fucking car crash. I'm okay. Everyone's okay. No one was hurt. I totaled my car. So that was... Rip Wanda. Yeah. My car that... My first car that I named Wanda that was supposed to last me a fucking while got totaled out. So I was down a car during the busiest time of my entire life. Uh, And then uh, that all... Like, that all happened all at once. So, that was my holiday season. And then January came along, and then I had to uh, basically pack up everything at my current position and then move on so that I can move on to my next one. Basically closing down the entire store, and that was... A painful experience because a lot of the co-workers that I have there I consider to be like really really close friends almost like a family and I'm gonna miss them I'm gonna miss some of them very dearly a lot of them I'm actually gonna go see <laughs> shout out to the booze yeah shout out to the boo crew uh, but uh a lot of them are moving over with me to our next destination which will be fun but uh it's you know, it was a very, very sad two weeks uh, as our store was closed and couldn't necessarily, you know, we weren't open to the public. But, I mean, we got to hang out with each other. Um, and so there was a lot of, there was a lot of drama that got brought up during, during the last couple days. And, you know, you know, after we closed our doors, there was still... You know, a little bit of tension because we had to, you know, go, 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 pa- pack up everything and make sure that it gets shipped out in a timely manner. It was, it was a lot. And then in the process of trying to find a new job also um, was, I mean, it was a little bit harder than one would expect. So it was, but now we're, I'm on, finally on the other end of it. I finally, like, today was my official last day. Today, the day we're recording, was my last day that I will ever be with that company. Or at least for the time being. Yeah. We'll never know what the foreseeable future may hold. But that has been that. And also, starting on Monday, I start uh, my next semester of school. Which is going to be, hopefully, dope. Hopefully not too stressful. Yeah. So, it's kind of a... It was kind of like a rough holiday season. Oh, also, I got a new car. So there's that. Yeah, that nice really, it's a really nice car. It's a really ex- fucking expensive car. Uh, yeah. Subscribe to Patreon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's a. Uh, it was kind of a closing of a really, really rough chapter, like yeah. like a really yeah. bad ending to uh, 2021, and then. <laughs> We're beginning 2022, kind of on a, kind of on a melancholy note, you know, yeah. kind of, yeah. kind of halfway in the shit, kind of 
halfway towards a new direction, but still <laughs> definitely in the shit. In a new direction. <laughs> you think one direction? No. What new direction? New direction. <laughs> He's going into a new direction. Nude erection. <laughs> you know, I think that was my 13th reason. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's that's that's, it. that's how I was been doing. <clears throat> cool. Well, the, so I've been learning about um, tarot numerology. All right. And so, if you add up the numbers in the year, so two, 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 mm-hmm. right? You get six, which is the lovers, and that's what you get as the card for the whole year. Now, lovers. So the, we're in the year of the lovers. Twenty twenty two is the year of the lovers, which yeah. doesn't always mean romantic things okay one of my friends interpreted it as like the year of connection could be the year of self-love could be the year of romantic love or platonic love but regardless it's the year of lovers so anything is possible so you mean if i continue flirting with our audience i might have a chance (laughs) (laughs) all right on that note um yeah don't forget to sign up for our patreon uh, do our things on Apple and Spotify. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think, uh, one of the things that we're gonna try to do, I don't know how soon that's gonna be coming, but we are, on our Patreon, we are gonna start doing our Christian movie reviews, where we're gonna sit down, watch oh, a good no. Christian flick, and then review it for you, exclusively on our Patreon. Okay, first one in... It's going to be the Left Behind series with Nicolas Cage. There is only one movie of that, and it very well should only stay that one movie. However, there was a series of movies that were a lot lower budget that actually finished out the entire series. It had the actor from what that family sitcom. That family sitcom? No, it was it was one of like those he was like a one of those nineties heartthrobs and then mm. he didn't get any work after Kirk that. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Oh, we need to watch all the Kirk Cameron movies because there's Kirk Cameron Saves Christmas and yeah. all the other stuff. Oh yeah. my god. Okay, okay, okay. That will be that may yeah. be our holiday yeah. special next year because yeah. Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas is one of the worst movies ever made of all time. Yeah. It is no, fantastic we'll, how bad that movie is yeah we will do some um watches we might start them like monthly or something like that mm-hmm. um just not of the, just those but maybe other things you know of like other spirituality or other whatever but we will for sure do um, live action because i haven't seen any of them and um i you're probably gonna see me we'll probably make a drinking game or something about it um, I will have or water a water drink water drinking Staying hydrated. Make sure you stay hydrated every time maybe, White Jesus comes on. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe we'll have a St. Patrick's Day special where it's just me and me and you, Daniel, and we'll have the drinking game. Yeah, yeah, we'll have the drinking game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyways, go sign up for our things. You can sign up for as low as five bucks, um, and or you can do as much as I think like thirty or fifty. But I don't know what it was. Well, yeah, but you tears. don't have to put out that much. No, it's it's whatever you can to support us and what we do. Yeah. Uh, buy me shoes. Buy buy her shoes. Help us buy new gear. Um, help me pay off my car. <laughs> help Jake pay off his car. But we put in a lot of work for this, so it would be great to, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> Me- memes aside, all of our revenue is going to go directly back into the podcast yeah. for the time being. Yeah, we so. want to make this podcast dope and better and better and better and better and better. But share this with someone that would like it. Um, but also those who don't because controversy, I guess, helps. Um, but, you know, if you do like this podcast, um, again, go to therapy um, please seek out good, genuine, safe friendship. I don't um, need therapy. I have this podcast! And, and, or start a podcast of your own to talk about the trauma that we have in, inflicted upon you. Uh, but yeah, on we have a lot of stuff coming up on our Patreon that we are looking to start doing this year. A um, couple of quick things that we've discussed and we haven't settled on any of them. So obviously the videos or like the movies yep. we'll be watching. Um, weekly or monthly tarot readings, um, and then uh, D&D podcasts for Patreons only um, that we have started to discuss. Um, and it's in the works. It is in the works, and so if you sign up for our Patreon, you might also be able to be a part of that. Um, we also do have a Discord community that you can join called the Angsty Heretics. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, hasn't been active because we've all been tired. Um, but you know, uh, as more people get on, it will be more active and stuff, but we want to create a community for people to hang and to talk. All right. Well, next episode is going to be fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah. It better be. Yeah. Or we got a DM from our guests about scheduling it. So yeah. do you want to announce it? Yeah. We'll announce it next episode. All right. <laughs> Lord. We're all very concerned about the growing cancer in our country that is Christian nationalism. I pray, Lord, that you would move in the hearts of these pastors and churches, that they would speak out against this demonic movement. And for those who do not, Lord, who remain complicit, may the earth open up her mouth and swallow these heathens alive. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Angsty Christian Podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Angsty Christian Pod. And if you really, really like our show and you want to support us, make sure to go over to our Patreon. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, thank you, Mom. And become one of our backers. And if you would like to email us about literally anything, you hate us, you like us, you want to be with us, whatever, I don't care, email us at angstychristianpodcast at gmail.com. Also realize when I said that, it sounds like you want to be in a relationship with us. Well, two of us are single, but please don't. That's weird. I'll hold your hand. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. um, All music is done by Brad Tsushima. He is a homie. Thank you so much, Brad. We love you. Bing bang. <laughs> Fuck. Alright, Bonnie, you wanna you wanna talk? Uh yeah. Well yeah, I guess. Should I be closer? Yes. We need that pre episode preamble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Jake, please tell me, how can I fill up my jar of fucks? Uh you see. Um hold on. I I wanna find like a article on this okay. and just quote it. Um and then for those of you who have listened this far, um a uh, my roommate for Christmas got a bunch of us a jar of fucks. So it is a glass mason jar. It's like eight ounces, filled with a bunch of the word, just just fuck. And it is about half full. And Jake's saying that I can fill it up more. And so, would that change the amount of fucks you give, or he gives about you? So this is so like every time that I give a fuck, 
I have to take a fuck out. Mm-hmm. So how many have you taken out so far? None. Yeah, have not given enough fucks. Gabe, um, we did we did give Gabe a rule that he like the jar is the amount of fucks that he can give for the year. Ooh. So he's been oh. it's been it's been sparing. Yeah, he's been sparing them, you know, or whatever. He's he's been saving. All right, good to, good to know that he was rationing out his fucks. Anyway. Oh, this whiskey's so good. On April 1st, 2014, an anonymous 4chan user posted a photograph of a glass jar containing a figurine of My uh-huh. Little Pony character Rainbow Dash, yeah. with the jar also containing a small amount of human sperm. Uh-huh. In the post, the user described the jar as its contents as... Pony Cum Jar Project. Okay. In the following months, the user posted progress pictures of the project to the MLP board. Okay. On November 11th, 2014, the user, the user a photograph, uh, the user posted a photograph which revealed that the contents of the jar have been boiled after he accidentally left the jar on a working radiator. Uh huh. The Pony Cum Jar Project was presumably inspired by Jesus Christ, an anonymous 4chan user who, stating in 2007, posted annual photos in which he showed his alleged collection of semen he'd ejaculated from the previous year. In 2018, Uh uh, Jesus Christ admitted that his posts were fake. There was, however, the, the Cum Box. Have you heard about the Cum Box? No. It was a story, I remember it was going on around Reddit for a while, where a guy, I think he was like, I think this was when he was in middle school, right? He um, didn't have anywhere to put his semen, so he found an old shoebox that was underneath his bed for the entirety of his pubescence. I love that. So if you ever see a picture of a jar and like a pony, or you just see a shoebox... On a meme, that's what it's referencing. I love that it never occurred to him to find a better spot. I mean, you're a teenager. When you're a teenager and you're just, you know, you're horny all the time, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, but even, like, the shower, you know? Yes, but, yeah, but, but like, when you're a teenager, a teenage boy... You're doing it like three to five times a day. Jesus Christ. This is why we have an explicit tag, folks. Yeah. I mean, we say fuck all the time. Well, or eh. shit. We say a lot of stuff. That's why. Like, once you say it like twice, I think, it technically goes explicit. Yeah. Take some fuck. Yeah. Take some shit. Take some fuck. Take a shit. Make a fuck shit stack. A fuck <laughs> shit stack. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we're uh, going to stop on that one. That already Woo. sounds like an AO3 tag section. Ha, 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 ha.